a shot doing a uh, zoom what do you call it meeting sorry i'm catching my breath <laughs> i was stretching and it winded me uh i've been doing these um what do you call it uh physical physical therapy stretches uh, i've been having issues with my achilles tendons and uh been talking to uh dr richard mock uh, so I just started this week and it's working well because usually like my, my, uh, Achilles tendons, I feel uh, like crunchy when I first get up in the morning. So like, and also when I'm uh, working out or training, it affects my mobility and my ability to like be able to bounce around on the balls of my feet and my footwork. Flashing is that can be annoying. My whoop is dying. Hey, my whoop is dead. I don't think I got any alerts lately. Anyways, I'm just rambling to get myself warmed up before this this thing starts. So first, first official guest, Ethan. I, you, you're you're a real official guest, but like I know you personally, so it made it easy to do our little thing. Um, so the the guy that I'll be talking to, uh, I guess I'll let him introduce himself. But so basically, we met. He he does a, a podcast. Also, he's a former Marine, and he does a podcast called The Basic Vet. It's like the dot basic dot vet. Uh, I think his Instagram is the same at the basic vet with the dots in between each word or periods. And uh, uh, he's on. What do I listen to him on? Spotify. Yeah, but I think he's on everything. iTunes. Uh, um, what do you call it? Everything else, Spotify, iTunes, other things. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so waiting for him to get uh, situated. We both had technical difficulties this morning, but got Zoom set up. Said fuck it, went ahead and registered a thing. Zoom makes it real easy to record. I did a couple tests. We'll see how it's going. Trying to, uh, let's see, set up. So recording through the Zoom and then also uh, audio through regular, how I regularly do it with my mics. So hopefully, then try to have him do the same thing on his side, record the audio. So uh, hopefully get everything clean. I'll see. I'll have to like patch it together, edit it together. Hopefully we'll have a fucking, excuse my language, fucking um, actual video episode. So that'll be an option. Originally, I was trying to use my uh, GoPro, but in the first one that me and Ethan did, like it died, like I think, like like not even an hour <laughs> into the, the into recording. So, but let me talk about. Oh man, I really want to talk about UFC 257. Actually, all, all the fights this week, the two fight nights, Abu Dhabi. Uh, 
UC Fight Island 7, UC Fight Island 8, and then UFC 257. Man, I'm, I didn't make any picks for 257 because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go into it because, uh, I'm going to say that I'll do a whole, a, a Kohogan fights. I want to get, try and, if this, if this Zoom thing turns out to be working well, I've got a couple of buddies that, uh, watch a lot of MMA or they watch UFC at least, uh, and go back and forth. So maybe can set up a, a, a Zoom thing, uh, and do some chat with them. So maybe I'll talk about the last week, um, of fights. But anyways, I don't want to talk about that right now. Talk about it forever. Which makes, I guess that's also part of this whole Co-Hogan or uh, Hogan Bond Salon thing is I just started to talk about what I want to talk about. Oh, wait, I don't think this is him. <sighs> so let's her no, no. Let me talk about the setup that I got here. Oh, let me check, sorry. Uh, uh, I guess he's still getting ready. Uh, oh, let me talk about what I got going on here. Uh, this high, high, high end uh, soundproofing. Oh, I forgot to close this. There we go. There you go. Uh, oh, I can't see the. I put some. I made a little bookshelf out of uh, a desk drawer. So I just took a desk drawer and then I screwed it into the wall and then I put books in it. Clavier, uh, but uh, I put some books in there so it looks like I, I'm, you know, educated. I wear these glasses, the blue light glasses, but I don't know. Do that look studious? Maybe. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing I wanted to say. So these two pictures here, these are hand-drawn pencil, you know, like graphite pencil. Uh, one of my buddies from when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, I'll have to ask, I don't know. Well, I guess he doesn't care if I say his name. He signed on there. Matthew Davis, I have to see, I don't know if he's alive anymore, but I'll have to check and see uh, if he's still 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 around still hanging around with us in the land of the living but um yeah crazy talented dude so he like played i think he went to clemson i think i think i'm remembering that right he played baseball football and uh crazy like incredible artists like people look at these and they think they're just like picture pictures but these are he drew it with his hand with a fucking pencil or multiple pencils. I don't know how, how how it works, but it's crazy. So yeah, so he does that. He does athletic, or he was back in the day, art, his fucking pencil drawings. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, and a fucking crazy good country singer. He um he was on some contest, like I don't not like one of those like American not American Idol, but some kind of national country music singing uh Contest. I apologize. I know there's different kinds of country music, but I don't remember. Gosh dang it. That's been... Let's 
think my whoop died or something. I don't know what's going on with it. But anyways, he, uh, so he got to like the finals of it. I just remember because they had, you know, the call-in thing, like you call in and you enter the number or whatever for the, the artist that you're voting for. So I, I don't think he won, but he got to the finals for it. So I remember we used to go to this, oh, <laughs> dang, well, there is a, What was the place called? It was like pizza. So it was just, there was this. It was like a pizza, a pizza joint. But they, I think on like Friday and Saturday nights, they did karaoke. So you could go and get pizza, and then they had like a big karaoke section, like a big like projected on the screen, the words or whatever, and then you could go and sing. So we go there, and he would just kill it at. Uh, I think they even had contests there too, but he'd kill it at. Um, uh karaoke con singing singing country and so this <laughs> i'm gonna talk about my homegirl ogreshi who she I, she is dead forgot her she passed she killed herself um a while back but that the first night oh shit all right he's on the waiting screen one second All right, so let's see, I'll tell that story later. What? Let's see here. How do I do it? How do I do it? Participants. Uh, Shiza. Oh, no. Yeah, let's see. I don't see. <sighs> Yes, I'm not wrong. Sorry about the dead air here. Is that the right number? Let's see, eight ones. Oh, wrong one. Wrong invite code. Co hooking, you idiot. Let's see. Hey, right, first show. I guess you can allow for hiccups, right? All right, right. Hold on to your butts. Zero three. Uh, He's grabbing water. Um, but yeah, uh, Ogreshi. So that was the first night that I met Ogreshi. So we went to this karaoke thing. And uh, how do I say that? I feel like going straight into the story. Well, actually, listen, it'll just be shocking. I guess, this Because this was my experience with Ogreshi when I first met her. 
So we went to the, to the um, karaoke thing. Of course, we drink, got hammered, everything finished, and then we walked back to base. And when we, we come through the gate and the first barracks when you're coming on the base, it was, it's a, it was a joint service base. So it just means that there's um, all the Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force there. And the first barracks was an Army barracks. And there's this uh, Jeep. My buddy, um, we call him the Cajun. So the Cajun, he's like, I hate that Jeep. Like, I piss on it every time I come back on base or something like that. I don't remember. So he, we all stopped. We're standing on the sidewalk. And he went down, and he's pissing on the fucking Jeep. And Ogre, she goes, she's like, she's like, oh, I want to pee on it, too. So we're like, all right. So she like runs on this little hill and gets to the Jeep because uh, Cajun, he had gone like around to the side. He's like pissing on the tires. But she runs over and just pulls her pants right down and puts her ass on the, the grill of the fucking Jeep. So she's standing there facing straight at us, drops trout and puts her ass right on the thing and starts pissing. And then me and my buddy, uh, uh, Davis, <laughs> look, the guy that drew these pictures, we just turn and look at each other and we're like, did, did we just see her vagina? <laughs> and she's like, she's oh, she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she starts laughing. She's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Piss all over the fucking hood of the, or the grill of this Jeep. And then uh, Cajun, like, he comes back and we all, everyone pulls their pants back up and come up to the hill. And we're just like, ah, no, it's <laughs> back to the barracks. And that was like, that was the first night that I hung out with like, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she was a wild one. Like one of the coolest fucking people I ever met in my life. Uh, I guess I haven't told the story about how the ogre team, we call it the ogre team, uh, originally formed. Um, but yeah, she was the first like actual female member because we we had a my homegirl we called her Ofa um, that ended up hanging out with us. We thought she was gonna be uh, uh, like. Well, I guess this was, that was before Oak. So it's three different levels, I think, because I've, I've talked about the, the Marine Corps drinking team. And then um, I retired from that and then came back. And we, <laughs> we had the sleazy team. And then the sleazy team retired. And then that became the Ogre team. Um, so Ofa was around for the sleazy team. And then uh, Ogre, she came in for the Ogre team. And she was a fucking beast. Fucking wild, a crazy athlete. Sorry, I got like five things going on at one time. But uh, she was on the the Marine Corps, the running running team. Like they would have. Uh... Let me make sure this coat is correct. Uh, where? Invite. Yep. All right. Cool. Damn, my lips are chapped. <clears throat> but um, but um, but um, but um. Yeah, yeah. So she was on. There was the Marine Corps. I think it's just called the running team. But so it's basically, like I said, it was a joint service base. So they we'd have these contests. Fuck, the Commander's Cup or something like that. I can't remember how many miles. I think it was two miles total on the track. So it's a team of like, I don't remember how many people are on each team. 
let's say six. So six runners, and they all start, and then every, the whole they do how many? Uh, oh shit! All right, he's in the way. There he is. All right. Uh, cool. There we go. I like the Jesse Jesse Pinkman right. Walter White in the background. Hey man, thanks, thanks. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, getting warmed up, uh, but I can hear you. Can, can yeah, you hear me just fine. Right? Perfect. Yeah, these are actually uh, a buddy of mine when I was in the Marine Corps. He drew these are hand drawn with. Oh pencil. dang! Can you believe it? Yeah, it looks it looks like a like a, just a black and white. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, he drew. It. Yeah, people always uh, think that it. I don't know how he does it. He's crazy uh, skilled. Like he does art. He's like a country singer. He played uh, baseball at Clemson. He played football. Oh, geez. Uh, but uh, I don't, he might be dead. I'm not sure. He, he does he does some suicidal ideation every once in a yeah. while. But yeah. uh, amazing uh, artist. Oh, geez. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the the classic. What do you call it? Troubled artist or yeah. whatever. Tortured artist. But yeah, man, crazy. But anyways, how, I'm doing how you all right, doing? man. It's Sunday. It's chill day. Um, it's funny you're wearing a ramen noodle soup shirt because that's actually what I made for breakfast. It's oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, like oh. a mind meld. But it's not already. like I got to do a special. I, I put chopped onions and celery and stuff in there too. You know. Oh shit! Fancy. You got the. the what, what kind of what um, brand of ramen do you get? Like top. No, there's this. We got a variety store down the way, and it's um. A bunch of Middle Eastern stuff, and I just found this box of uh, ramens because I like Samyang, the two times spicy ones, but uh, they didn't have them. Ah, so I okay, tried this okay. new stuff, and they're really, really spicy, <laughs> but they're good. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I grew up eating ramen, uh, and then I went to school for for two different Asian languages, so I got I got ramen all over the place. But this is the first time I wore the shirt. I bought it like. Probably two years ago, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it. Why not? Might yeah. as well." Because I have a daughter, and she, uh, I do a lot of corny dad mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll just say this about me real quick. We'll get back to you. But uh, she hates hates me wearing all my. I have a bunch of corny dad shirts. So this is uh, an excuse for me to do it. I was excited. So thank you for this for uh, doing this, uh, and also because I get to wear this, this cool shirt that I like. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Actually, maybe let's start with this too. Let the, you can give a little intro of yourself. Uh, what, do, what do you want me to call you? And what do you want? Oh, to, Shannon. Like to go Just by? Shannon. Just yep. Shannon. Just Easy. Shannon. Easy. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so I was gave a little bit of an intro, but uh, so basically, how we set this up, I I don't even know how. Let me see. How did I? I I'm trying to think how I found out about your podcast in the first place. I I think. I don't know if you added me on Instagram or um, there's that guy from Vet TV, Justice Pelton. Yeah. Maybe I just saw the people he was following. I think that's the connection because I, I just added like, him. Okay. Yeah. Because I think he like followed me or something. There was something there. I, can't, I remember it was a Justice Pelton dude. Mm -hmm. So anyone that's listening, Vet TV, if, <laughs> if you're a veteran, the, like $5.99 a month or whatever, it is worth it is worth that that to uh to, to watch those episodes because it's uh for me it's like uh if 
all the shit that I think in my head if they made like a TV show. It's exactly that. It's fucking and it's spot on veteran humor for me. Have you have you watched it yourself? Yeah, it's really high quality production too. It's not just a bunch of Marines that got a phone and did stuff. They they're professionals. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's its own like uh, I guess streaming network almost. And they have a bunch of different yeah. shows like the the dot. I mean, they have something for every service. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen. It. I, I, they hit the, the Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force for sure, and Army. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I also uh, experience ADD, so I hop around a lot when I'm talking. Yeah, but, me too, uh, man. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we'll see if we can get anywhere then, stay in a straight line. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. I, whatever the connection was, I got onto your uh, podcast and I listened to your episodes. And, um, I don't, uh, let me see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think it, so listening to your episodes, is kind of like listening, like we've not, this is the first time we've actually talked, but it's kind of like listening mm-hmm. to one of my buddies talk, you know what I mean? It's, it feels familiar and, uh, the things you talk about, cause you talk about, you know, your experience as a vet a little bit and then just like random everyday stuff that you go through. And I'm like, shit, yeah, a lot of the, most of the stuff you talk about, I'm like, yep, I thought that same thing. Uh, and then also, I like, I thought it's pretty cool, your your intro and your the production. Do you, do you do it all yourself? You do all your editing and all that? Um, so, yeah, I edit everything myself um, completely. And the intro and outro songs that are behind the voice are no copyright stuff right now that I've found on the internet. So I've been working on you know, changing that and recording my own music as well. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so that's a, the other thing too. Uh, you, so I, I think there's two, two songs now you're on uh, uh, Spotify, right? That's why I think that's where I heard yep. it, where I listened to you too. Yeah. So yeah, there's the that's two the most songs. Popular one. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so how can you kind of talk me through? So the first song, uh, Dre in Tokyo, I think is what it's called. <laughs> you can kind of talk me through that, how that came about. Yeah, I was looking for some, you know, inspiration in a new direction for my podcast. And I'm like, dang, because you get stuck sometimes just thinking, what do I do next? And then I was like, you know what? I want to change my intro song. And I was in the shower, like where the inspiration comes from. And I was thinking Dr. (laughs) Dre because he had just had, you know, the aneurysm. And then I got a Dre beat in my mind. And then I went on my phone, opened up GarageBand and just played with it. And then that came out. (laughs) Wow. So you, so it just kind of, so when in GarageBand, you just, it, I don't know, you just kind of comes from scratch, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do with technology nowadays. I used to record music when I was a teenager right. with, with it on a cassette tape with a four track recorder and stuff, but it's crazy. Everything now it's all in my phone. I don't, <laughs> so I don't know why yeah. it took me so long to get around to it, but yeah, you get in there, it's got preloaded sounds. There's preloaded loops too, but I don't use loops i like to make my own loops and it's got a little okay, production cool. quality and you know things you can do to edit the sound level it change sounds because some of the beat in the background is like uh, it's a drum but i changed the sound and warped it to something else and that's just hmm. from watching youtube videos it's fun wow yeah that's crazy because i mean I, i'm not i cannot i can't sing i can't hold a tune i'm terrible and i played clarinet in like fifth grade but i'm not good at 
making music. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it, but people that can do anything musical, it really, I'm impressed with it. And also the song, that one, The Journey in Tokyo, uh, that's also, I guess, yeah, when I hit you up to ask you about it, uh, I'm gonna try to figure out a way to incorporate it, if that's cool with yeah. you, into my intros or outro. Because I like the roots, I got that real ching chang chong <laughs> chopsticky yep. kind of thing. So my, because uh, so my whole, th- not whole thing, but kind of so this, how my podcast, I guess, came about. So the name of it is Hugin uh, Ban Salon. And I went, I was in a Korean class. And so Hugin Ban was kind of like the outcast classroom. It literally, it means black, oh. people, <laughs> black people classroom. Okay. <laughs> but because uh, my so my Korean teachers, so when we started, Korean t- teachers are they're very strict and they're like no nonsense. And at the very beginning of class, they divide you into three classrooms. So there's A bonds, B bond, and C bond, which is A class, B class, C class. And after you take your first test, they divide you up kind of like by your scores and ability group. So C bond is originally was like the class with the people with the lowest grades. But at one point, I can't remember when, but they, it changed to, they moved all of the like troublemakers, kind of the non-traditional mm-hmm. students into CBON. And we we're sitting there looking around and it was like me, my buddy, uh, Yu, I'm just going to say they're Korean names. Um, but um, so Wanteyu, Dolbin, and uh, this chick. But anyway, so it was like me, Wanteyu, three uh so it, it ended up being all the black and brown people and two gingers in that one class <laughs> so we joked it with the teacher we told them that they segregated us so we started calling it hoogin bomb so we started calling it the black classroom oh um but we were and we and the teacher they didn't think it was funny but we thought it was <laughs> of hilarious. course and um the the teachers i mean and it was also <clears throat> like my buddy uh you and then dobin they both, they had the highest grades in the class the entire time. Mm-hmm. They're literally, like, do, they're both, I don't know if Dolbin's been tested. One to you, he's like a tested genius, like a, a literal genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but, so we were like, we performed well, mm-hmm. but we behaved badly. Is it because you're bored? So we were, you know, uh, uh, not not so much bored. I think it was just, Cause I don't know the te- they were just so strict okay. and very yep. they're very by the book everything is like rote learning uh if you don't like they got mad at us if we came in like on Monday and they ask us they're like oh tomorrow like did you have a good weekend what'd you do and we're like oh I watched a movie and they're like oh a movie and they couldn't believe it they're like you didn't study you weren't doing homework <laughs> and they would get so upset at us and we're like no we it's the weekend what are you talking yeah, about different like, culture yeah, extra time you should be studying. Yeah, Korean, Korean kids. Uh, <laughs> so here's a here's a vocab for it's called tushin okay. tushin chas tushin chasha. Man, I can't even speak tushin chasha. Fuck tushin chasha. Damn. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, if you're having trouble, I'm not even trying it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically it just means jumping suicide. So kids in high school, they have to they have to take tests to, so, like you have to test mm-hmm. to get into high school, and then you have to test to be able to get into college, into a good college. And kids that don't pass, like the pressure is so intense, they just jump off of buildings or bridges and kill themselves. 
So there's like a, you know, there's, there's like a whole term for it. There's a term like jumping to your death. Um, that's how bad it is over there. I, yes. I don't know if it's still that bad, but that's why they make all those 10, 10 years or whatever. It's like in, they I think in China, I heard they have those big canopies at the top of buildings. because Everybody jumps off. Yeah. <laughs> so they, um, they build things to keep them from falling. Uh, Fox, Foxnet or they make like iPhone components or something like that. Yeah. Cause it's such terrible oh. working conditions. People are jumping off the roof. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. It kind of makes you think, what are we complaining about? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because so Korean kids, because so they, they go to regular school. And it, it makes sense when you know the culture, why our teachers were the way they are. So you go to regular school and you go after school, you go to uh, I think Hagwon. It's like there's these different um, like study Just clubs. Hogwarts? You get an owl and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to go to like. <laughs> What is that platform nine and a half or whatever nine and three quarters? <laughs> yeah, but uh, they um, so they do extra study. They study on the weekend. They go to school on Saturday sometimes. Like it's it's intense. They take school like this is a thing that's good though about Koreans. Teachers are highly respected. Like if you are a teacher, people respect that. If you're a tutor, if you're a student and you tutor somebody else, all the other parents are like, oh my god, what a good kid. They're like so proud of them. Uh, so education mm-hmm. and teachers are important, which is something that we don't really do in America. Teachers don't, teachers get paid yeah. shit, and nobody respects yeah, education. Teachers. Is paramount. Like, yeah, it's a, it's just kind of like a thing that people do. It's like daycare. That's all school is really mm-hmm. in America. It's daycare yep. for uh, childcare for people's kids. Yeah, but, send um, them off to the bus and I crack forgot. open the wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially now during the pandemic, people are missing. Yeah, oh gosh, man, virtual school. Do, uh, do, do you have kids? I, I think you're you're married. I've heard you say you're married, but yeah, divorced. Um, my son lives with his mom in Kentucky. Oh, so okay, we, okay. we actually don't even yeah, really like, see each other or anything like that. Oh, sorry, I got I have like four computers going. Uh, Kentucky. Nice. Okay, cool, cool. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm divorced too. So I think it's like got, a regular Marine. You got to get divorced. You got to have either divorced or have a kid out of wedlock, as I say. Yep. What you got to get there? cheated on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get cheated on. Especially on deployment. Yep. Uh, uh, what are the other big ones? Buy, buy something you can't afford when you live in the barracks. <laughs> Like a that. car you buy right? a mustang or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i actually i got my daughter uh, i had her i was in a school in uh my so after so you know boot camp and you go combat training and then i went to my school where I, mm-hmm. uh that's where i did korean and uh actually my daughter was conceived during that time mm-hmm. uh so i did that whole thing uh living in the barracks and then had a kid so that was mm. great but um She's great now, of course. You know, I'm glad. A blessing, the greatest okay. blessing of my life. But um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing too. Funny for um, actually, did did we finish? Did I finish my the Koreans? The Korean stuff was I was I was I answering your question? Dude, we both got ADD, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just yeah. roll with it. We'll don't see. ask me to remember. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you will just yeah. press forward, uh, assault mm-hmm. through. Um, but yeah, so for Marines, I think this is a funny thing. Usually the first thing in my experience, whatever you meet a Marine, you're like, oh, hey, yeah. So like, who, who are you with and where did you go? It's usually like mm-hmm. the first two questions. Um, 
So I, I don't know if, if you're not comfortable talking about anything. Uh, it's fine. Just let me know. But so for me, I was a 26, 73. Oh, uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Intel Pogue, basically. <laughs> yeah. So we, we when I did uh, languages and uh, I got oh, to do yeah, I cool, wanted to ask you something cool about that. But, if you don't uh, mind. You you had yeah, to take yeah, the D lab then, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I talk about that. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, you did. You mentioned that in one of yeah, your episodes. Yeah, because I remember I went to. Uh, did you? you took no, it I too? wanted to so bad. Um, they they just sent the ones that tested super high on the ASVAB to that, but I always thought it was yeah. it because they teach you like basically a made up language and you gotta test yeah. out of it later, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's there's a new one now, but so when I I took it in I think two thousand. Mm-hmm. or t- maybe 2007 but uh it, yeah it's basically like that you start out they give you kind of a grammar pattern or a set of like they'll be like a word and then it's like all right to make it plural in this language they add a w at the end mm-hmm. so make these words plural and then as they go they add more grammar patterns mm-hmm. until at the end you have to like translate a made-up sentence uh so and it's yeah it's weird like I, i'm I mean, I guess obviously I passed it. But yeah. Actually, I got the lowest score uh, possible, I think, that's passing. Because there's different levels. Because for languages, there, there's different category levels, mm-hmm. like Arabic, Korean, uh, something else. They're like, cat. I think, Cat 4, where it's the hardest. Mm-hmm. And then stuff like Spanish and Tagalog, which is like Filipino. Yeah. I speak that as well, but that's heritage. But uh so those ones are like cat one, I think, or level. Maybe it's flipped. Cat four is hard. Either way, there's different levels. So I got the lowest one. Uh, so I technically, I really, sh- I shouldn't have been able to be put in Korean. But this is, you know, mm-hmm. Marine Corps thinking. When I got there, mm-hmm. when I was at, when I was in boot camp, I, I tested in Tagalog. Uh, so I passed the DLPT for that because um, my mom I always call that tag up. along. Yeah, ta- <laughs> or uh, yeah, like the cookies. <laughs> it looks like yeah, uh, it looks like tag along, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's the funny thing. My dad, uh, he's American though. He says like, what is it? He says like Tagalog or so. He says it really weird. I'm just like, Dad, how do you? <laughs> how could like I'm like 36 now. I was like, how you've been hearing this word your your whole life? How do you not get it? But it's also from Texas, so yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So they so I tested in Tagalog and they're like, oh, and I I wanted to do Arabic because this is like 2007 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want something middle. Oh yeah, Eastern. that's I big money. Be able to go. Yeah, I want to do something like I, I assumed I was going to deploy over there and do that. So I was like, I want to learn yeah. Arabic or Farsi, Pashto, something useful. And yep. I'm like, oh well, you speak uh, Tagalog. That's Asian. We're going to put you in Korean. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't want to do that. Like, first of all, I'm not going to blend in over there at all. Second, <laughs> like, who the fuck? I don't. I don't want to. I don't know. Did you kick I a little geography time, lesson? I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know what <laughs> I didn't know that there were two Koreas at the time. I didn't know mm-hmm. what Koreans were. I thought they were like a version of Chinese, which Chinese mm-hmm. people tell you they kind of they are. But uh, I mean, it worked out. I, it, I ended up making a lot of friends and it, it uh, well, of ended course. Up opening some things up for me. So, I mean, well, that's because you know. you're not a, a rock. <laughs> You've got some uh, gray matter yeah, IQ. Uh, uh, I, you know, what's funny? Too, I don't know how i do it either it it i don't know because i definitely do not feel like i know what i'm doing or talking about ever i just fuck i just wing it and 
I don't know. Things happen. There's and a God that he likes me, I guess. Yeah. yeah something. So, <laughs> I think also because I was raised in a very shame based family. Ah. So I don't like to, I don't like to fail. So I just. That's my number so, one fear, man. Well, my number one fear is failure. A shame. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good motivator. Yep. So for, for you, um, uh, what, what was your MOS? You, said, you had two. Yeah, two, I was right? the pogiest of all pogues, which for anyone not military is personnel other than grunt or something like that. But um, I was admin, yeah. so super pogue. Uh, I came in as an 0151. It used to be 51 and 21s, and then they merged it to 0111. Mm. And once that happened, I was like, dude, I did my deployment and got tired of that scene. I wanted to go do something else. So I went into uh, basic right. contingency contracting, 3044. It's got a different name now. Interesting. Well, so, uh, well, I guess let, let me start with the, the first one with admin. So there's two, why are there two different uh, well, MOS? So cards? there used to be the 0151, which basically was a deployable administration Marine. Um, and then the 0121 hmm. is personnel administration. They were at the IPAC. They didn't deploy. Okay. So when I got that, I first got to the air station in Beaufort, which a stone's throw from where I went to friggin' boot camp. I couldn't get away. Um, <laughs> I showed up at the IPAC. They threw me in the IPAC. So I'm sitting there as an 0151, mm. and you know, we got our TOs. So eventually, mm. VMFA 312 was like, hey, we got somebody leaving. We need them. So I left after like two, three months and then got thrown into the deployable sector. And our crap got slid out for a year, as usual. You know how it is. So mm. they said, like, you know, when yep. they send you over to Korea and say, here, you learn it. Um, they sat me down in front of a computer and said, here's DTS. Now figure it out for the entire squadron. Like, thanks, guys. <laughs> wow. Nice. So did you go on the, the Mew then? No. Since you were the wing? No, or? not a Mew. Kind of like a Mew. It was a, a CAG. So I was on a carrier. I was okay. on the, the big son uh, bitch. Okay, okay. Yeah, not very, not a very fun so deployment. So you, you, you did that sh that ship life. God, yeah, I did. It's terrible. We were just begging to get off and go. In the, a couple of us got to hang out in the sandbox and do you know joint operations, but not me. Nice. Oh, so well, did, did you get to, I guess, make any nice stops at any? Oh any yeah. What, what route did y'all do? Um, yeah, we basically. Oh, let's see. We stopped first in France, Marseille. That was our first port. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. My ex-wife is like from there. From France or Marseille? Marseille. Her, well, her family's from there. She was born in uh, in uh, Algeria or Abu Dhabi. Her mom's from Algeria, but her family's oh. from Marseille. Like her, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, <clears throat> it's not what I expected. I'll say that. I, I thought for an international port, it was going to be very nice and clean, and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bad side of France when I went, man. Um, yeah, the only the place that we actually I got respect. You, yeah. <laughs> the only place we actually got respected was Bellowood, and other than that, everybody. Oh hated wow! Us. You, so you got to go. Okay, that's cool. The Devil Dog Fountain, where you get ten years and you drink out of that algae-filled right, water. Right. Yeah. Oh, so you did all that? <laughs> um, well, I didn't get to. Unfortunately, my gunny and a bunch of other people went because I was probably working or on duty, and then they came back, told gotcha. me, and they brought, they bottled some of it. And we got to drink some from a plastic water bottle. We wow. didn't die, so I guess we're good. <laughs> Dang! But yeah, so That's... we started. France was the first one, um, mm -hmm. and then let's see, we hit Bahrain, uh, Dubai. We hit Bahrain twice. 
Oh, nice. Dubai was fun. And then Greece was my absolute favorite. We went to Suda Bay. Oh, wow. And that was fun. That place what, is beautiful, what was that man. Like? Greece was amazing. Um, it was the only place where they really actually appreciated us showing up. Um, oh, really? They, the public loved us. Yeah, well, their their economy was, you know, in the skids, so they loved oh, the yeah. money. <laughs> and every bar we went to, yeah. was it? Yeah, yep. Bad situation, but beautiful place, man. And every bar we went to, they would give you a coupon for a free drink at the next bar. So basically, you just get your free drink, you buy a bunch, you go what? to the next one, you black out, and you do it again the next day. Smart. That's good marketing. Did you? So while you were there, did you pick up any any Greek? Oh, you got kicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah right. I, explain that. How to explain that? I get kicked out. <laughs> well, all right. So it all begins with NCIS briefing you before you get to the port. They brief you for every port. Right. And one of the things yeah. they said was, "Do not drink this stuff called Rocky." Okay, NCIS. Mm. Challenge accepted. You just told a bunch of Marines not yeah, to drink exactly. this stuff. We want to do it. So we get. We actually yeah. got to get a hotel room at that port. Um, so, and I was just an E3, so it was great that I was able to go out in the port. They trusted me enough. So we got a hotel room, which was amazing. It was the coolest thing ever. You know, it's my first experience in a new country, really. Um, <clears throat> and then the hotel room, first off, we walked down the street, and a guy greeted us like, Oh, hey, yeah, you guys are here for the hotel, which is a little weird. How did he know <laughs> that we were coming for our reservation? But whatever. We get up there. There's like robes in there. There's a loft in there. And then there's these two bottles. One's Whoa, uh, wine and the other one's Rocky. So we start getting <laughs> it in the Rocky and things go sideways real quick, man. <laughs> that stuff is not, wow. not to be played with lightly. So anyway, things happen. I ended up blacking out at some point i'm still hearing stories to this day about stuff i did um but apparently it was enough for shore patrol to say get him back to the ship and he's not allowed coming back at all <laughs> so that that was the end of my grease trip so you cannot go back to Greece, okay <laughs> at least not with the navy <laughs> i wonder i wonder what what that i'm gonna have to look that up to see uh i'm curious to know what this rocky is because it's basically i mean that's extremely like extremely potent wine I had to, yeah, mm. it's clear. Yep. Clear. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, we were having wow. it with breakfast and everything. It was, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the, the crazy thing was in, in Suda Bay or uh, the place actually was Hanya spelled C-H-A-N-I-A, but it's called Hanya. And there is no railing on the ledge of the walk next to all the bars and it drops right into the bay. <laughs> So oh. somehow I ended up not falling into that son of a bitch. I thought I was going to, <laughs> yeah. but they must have got me out of there before I did. Oh wow! But I mean, you know, yeah, that seems. You figure you're you're on ship, and we never got. You're supposed to get a beer day if you're on for I think like thirty days with no port. Um, you know, they do swim mm -hmm. calls where you jump off the forty foot elevator into the ocean. All those things that they do for fun. Oh really? Yeah, wow! That all got canceled. Every single time. Oh, we're going to do it. And then, oh, it's canceled. It was horrible. All the fun shit Ooh. was only for the port. So, of course, we got wrecked every time we went to port. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you should. <laughs> and also, so I guess for people that don't know, you said you were E3. Yeah. You were a Lance Corporal yep. at the time. So that's basically, uh, that's like the 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 lowest level. I mean, I, I mean, there's two ranks below it, but everyone... I don't know. Lance Corporals are famous for 
getting in trouble. <laughs> Usually all the like stories that you hear about people like murdering, uh, you know, ladyboys and shit like that are Marine Lance Corporals when it happens. So everyone that's do, like running amok, it's a lot of times. I mean, the other ranks do it too, but well, that, I think I think Lance Corporals probably make up the largest portion of the Marine Corps as well. That's because, yeah. Um, but that's also because uh, all those PFCs and privates got busted down from Lance Corporal for what they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Like, yeah, PFC second and third awards. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah oh and but yeah, think, being uh, an e3 out there being that low level um there was only certain um fleet areas areas of operation that we were allowed to stay overnight in and the middle east was not one of them at all <laughs> right yeah yeah makes sense mm -hmm. it was only france and uh france and greece that was it so did, did you do, uh, what do you call it, when you go past the equator or whatever, the turtle? Oh, uh, yeah, shellback. Shellback? Nope, we didn't, we didn't cross the ceremony. equator. We didn't go that far. Oh, okay. <clears throat> we, um, how, how long were you? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'll just, seven months um, was our deployment length, except mine got broken up mm. uh, because of emergency leave. So I ended up missing a month of the deployment because I had to go home. And then... Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, and plus I, the deployment was actually slid out a year, and because we're a squadron, our pilots have to be carrier qualled constantly. So every two weeks, we would go out for three weeks for a year straight to Nor. I hate oh. Norfolk. I can't stand that place anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody was getting divorced and everything. All kinds of bad stuff happened. It was a bad time. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I had some fun while I was out there. So I, I focus on that. Dubai was crazy. The money there is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've never been, but I've just seen pictures and then TV of it. And like the, the, I, th I think I've seen somewhere it's like traffic jam in Dubai and it's like a bunch of Lamborghinis all <laughs> stacked up. Yeah, man. That is no joke. Dude. Oil, we pulled oil up money, the, man. Yep. Oh yeah. It was still, I mean, that place is still being built, but it was yeah. the, the needle, whatever the hell that thing had, it was done when we got there. So we got to see that, oh, which is, is crazy. That, that the tallest building or whatever? Yeah. Is that, that Dude, what, it's nuts. what that is? Yep. Was that Basically, in the Mission Impossible movie? Uh, that, I think that's the one they were on. Actually. Yes, it is. Is yep, that the one where the one. they jump out the window or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's definitely oh, it. Oh, man, it's that's crazy. really tall. But this, this because they have all this fuck you money. So they just, nope. We'll just yeah. do this. We'll just do that. <laughs> Their mall? Yeah, they're basically they have an ice doing ter like terraforming. They have yeah, an ice, yeah, like ice skating. <laughs> Jeez, ADD all over the place. There's so many things to talk about. Yeah, um, so they have a ski resort inside this mall. They have a Sega arcade that has a friggin' roller coaster in it, in the mall, um, and an ice rink. Wow. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. And that was also the first place I saw toilets with, um, you know the little sprayers in the sinks to spray off dishes? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like a little hand sprayer when in your sink, you pull it up and, you know, you spray your dishes off with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, those yeah, are attached to the thing. toilet. I'm like, what the, f what is this? Oh, yeah, that's for oh, your ass, buddy. Like a, a bidet? <laughs> yeah. Except they just <laughs> spray it off with their hand. <laughs> that was interesting. Mm. Was that fancy feeling? I, no. Sheen water down your crack? It was just so, weird. Man. Yeah, I'll tell you this. <laughs> so in the in the Philippines, uh, it's called tabo. You have a, a cup. Everyone in the toilet, huh? people don't use toilet paper. You have a, a little cup of water or a little 
uh, scooper thing called a tabo. You mug the tabo and you pour the okay. water down your back and wipe your ass crack with it. So when I was a kid, I remember my mom used to do it for me. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, a little kid. This is like when I'm being potty trained or whatever, or a little older than that. And I hated it because it was like my crack would always be wet. <laughs> but my mom like refused to to let me just use toilet paper. <laughs> so like nowadays, I, uh, I don't know, people have bidets and stuff and they talk about how mm-hmm. fancy it is. But like I, th- I just have flashbacks <laughs> to being a kid. And my, my my mom rubbing my wet oh bubble yeah you don't want taking a crack with PTSD warm, man with warm water so <laughs> yeah that's supposed to be peaceful time so I don't know <laughs> yeah so even if I like got rich or whatever and I don't think I'm still gonna use paper like the closest I'll get is those uh, like moist oh, how wet, I'm all about the wipes, wipes man that's 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 as fat as I'll get yeah 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 once once I tried those there was no going back. <laughs> Basically, anyone yeah. that has a kid knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I did. I found there's a brand. They're called like Booty. I think it's, the brand is called Booty, just uh, like B O O T Y, and they make. I mean, they're the exact same. They're just wet wipes, but they use them for. Uh, they make a, a male and a female mm-hmm. one. And I, I originally got them because uh, for camping, because I go camping. So you know, like, did you ever have to do field yeah. ops, like where you go to the field for like? So, you know, when you go to the field and you take a field shower, you use mm-hmm. wet wipes all the time. So now every time I go camping, I use those. And that's how I got onto this brand. So uh, they're, uh, they just order them on Amazon. You get like a big box and it's, they're, they're pretty sweet. So I'm putting this in Anyone my phone. Anyone that wants to wipe their butt. Yeah, check them out. So they, they make, uh, it's like black and gold. So it looks really fancy. It looks like you. Like, yeah, I've made it. These are the I wipe my ass with gold, basically. It looks like <laughs> wait, black so. and gold that's the basic vet colors, man. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it does look exactly like oh, yeah, I don't have them there in the bathroom, but yeah, it looks exactly <laughs> like that. Um, well, enough, so enough while, while we're jumping around, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how, uh, how did you come up with uh, your, your logo and, oh, yeah. and the name and all that? I know you talk about it a little bit in your. In yeah. some of your episodes, but I'm not sure if you talk about the actual graphics. Did you, no. you made that or? Um, yeah. So actually, just like everything else I do, I look for the cheaper freeway. I went on Canva, I think it's called. Yeah. And I just saw something uh, I liked. Okay. okay. Yeah. The app. Mm-hmm. I put in the basic vet and it popped out a sweet gold, whatever I have here. That actually, it's funny you have um, Pinkman up there and stuff because the inspiration behind the new designs is breaking bad if you notice the <laughs> the elements in there <laughs> i was talking to my uh, graphics oh, guy and yeah yeah he, yeah i uh, did see that yeah yeah yep so that's where we went with it there's i'll send you another one too it's actually got um the what is it the atomic numbers and stuff in it too oh like it's nice. got 1775 and stuff placed in there but oh wow too clever. many numbers it was distracting <laughs> clever yeah it just distracted me i, I wanted to look at the numbers like <laughs> that's cool Oh, uh, that was another question I had. So the, you know, the broken jarhead guy, do, yeah. do you talk to, do you know him or, uh, cause I think I uh, met him. put up some of his graphics and stuff. So I didn't know if you knew That's him another personally funny thing. or you just. Nope. I woke up one morning and it was shortly after, I think I had recorded an episode or something, <clears throat> but I had just started my podcast and then I opened up to Mendelton which you know about Mendelton, right? Facebook uh, group Mendelton? Um, not, I'm maybe not. They're big conspiracy. Oh, we'll stay off it then. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, 
I get on Pendleton. I've been on that group for a long time since you know I was on Pendleton, which makes sense, right? So uh, okay, I'm okay. looking and I and there's a post and it's this cool ass graphic from Broken Jarhead. I'm like, dude, this looks sick. Just the artwork was perfect. I hadn't seen anything like it. And I yeah. saw he had just started, no fault, no nothing. I'm like, where did you come up? How were you just blowing up on the scene like this? Like, where's all your orders? And he had just got, he didn't have any, no orders yet. So, I mean, the guy's artwork is solid stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, actually uh, I ordered some he stuff keeps... uh, last week. Good. Um, what'd you get? Uh, I got one of the stickers mm-hmm. what else? and I think a hoodie. Nice. I'll, I'll have to look. Yeah, I had to stop myself from like, I wanted to get everything that's on there because all the stuff, but I, so I got a sticker candy. and I got either a shirt or a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. He just, um, he, now his patches were on hold for a long time because he, like us, is a stickler for quality. And he just sent me a photo of the new patch for Embrace the Suck with the lips, which is my favorite one. And uh, yeah. that, he canceled his other order, which was a lot of money because they didn't look good and said, no, we're doing this again. And now what he has is it's like this rubberized, cool, embossed looking patch. I think if if I'm correct with what I saw, that's going to be coming out. And those are going to be sick on flax. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you, do you have a flak? You have a, like a body armor kit? No, uh, no, man. Oh, when man. you see, when I turned mine into Sif, um, basically I was done. <laughs> It was because yeah. I had to go buy another flak because that shit was just gone somehow. Oh, that's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. I, I think actually in Vet TV, they make some, there's some episodes about. Oh, there has the, to be, man. The biggest fucking nightmare. <laughs> I just want to go store. home. I don't know how much shit that I had to buy and give back. Mm-hmm. Like so, waterproofing bags. I probably bought 10 or 20 yeah. fucking waterproofing bags because those things, all they just disappear. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you can't turn your shit in until you have this. And you can't just pay them. You have to go and fucking buy the gear, whatever's missing, and then come mm-hmm. back to turn in your shit. Yeah, and your flak, like, stuff like that. Oh. If there's dirt or dust or anything on it, you got to take it back. Oh, Stupid. yeah. <laughs> you got to clean it, and it can't nope. be wet. If you if you try to give in there, like, oh, no, there's water spots on there. You can't turn this it's in. A fl- oh, bro, it's, it's a flak jacket. <laughs> There's no bullet holes in it, okay? It's, it's good for another use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's probably the anyone that loves to be able to power trip on the smallest amount of power. That's exactly who that they like. Oh, that's who they recruit man. to work at fucking SIF. People that will just nitpick over everything. They need to all. They need to all be German, it's heavy all, German accents from here on out. That's it. Yeah. Oh, you want to turn yeah, in this? No, I don't think so. Bond villains. It's <laughs> <laughs> a flag jacket. It's dirty. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Where are your papers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, make it a lot funnier. Uh, the only, only thing more painful is probably trying to turn your rifle in to the armor <laughs> every time you're done with range. Yeah, because they're like going finger fucking like, oh no, there's carbon. This is, that's when you like slide hours, it in there with fifty bucks. Hours. <laughs> Somebody, uh, I was talking to my buddy uh, a couple weeks ago about that, and I never even thought of that <laughs> like looking back i was like fuck because i was watching uh there's some thread i follow uh i don't know if it's fed t- it might be uh like um fuck what's that dude's name 
Terminal Lance. It might have been on mm-hmm. there, but they showed like a clip, someone ha- holding their rifle and the, in the ejection port cover, they put like a $20 yeah, buddy. <laughs> and their rifle in. I'm like, yep. fuck, why did I never think of that? Yeah, man. So fucking the, simple and genius. The part that sucks is if they Out pull there it in there. Spending hours with a fucking... Right? If if you pull it in there, they pull it in with a twenty, and then the chief warrant officer comes back out like, "Oh, okay, that didn't work." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had. Oh, oops, sorry, sorry, sir. How'd that get in there? The uh, <laughs> the my dude. So I was so like packed, dropped before I got out because I was um, held over for a year from med board. I was on a PEB. Oh, really? So, well. Yeah. By the last, you know, oh, when okay. I was checking out, my pack was firmly dropped. Dude, I had nothing left no right. gas <laughs> so yeah, i yeah. showed up to the armory to check out in civvies because my job at the time i wore civvies for i was training motorcycle stuff mm. so i rolled up check out sheet civvies you know polo nice polo and this chief <laughs> warrant officer just comes out and i'm like yeah this is gonna be a good day <laughs> so he starts yelling at me and shit and he's like you better get back in your uniform and come back so i went home for the day <laughs> and then i came back begrudgingly with my camis on like hey are you, you, you good that dude ended up following me around until my very last day. He showed up when I signed my papers for some stupid reason to get out. Asshole. The <laughs> warrant officer did? What the Yeah, he, he just showed up everywhere I was at trying to get out. <laughs> wow. I mean, Karma, usually... Just, it just hated me. Most, uh, when, by the time they make chief, they're pretty chill, but... Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, my first OIC was a, a five. The unicorn. Really? Wow, those are yeah, yeah, those are getting red. He was the coolest person I my coolest OIC ever was him. He if some if anyone gave any of his admin guys crap, he basically just destroyed them. <laughs> because he's a unicorn, he can do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, no one literally no one can tell them anything. Cause yeah. Yeah. That's why I was, I, he, I thought about uh doing that for a while, but yeah, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, when he signed his papers, this is how badass he was. He's, he came in to sign his you know final papers off terminal, whatever, with a 5 o'clock shadow and eyes bloodshot as hell. <laughs> he showed up just blazed. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said they're like, oh, yes, all right, sir. Have a good life. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so it's uh, crazy the things I you guess- can play with. Yeah, it, yeah, it's man, so many rank. I, mean, I guess privilege. any, uh, yeah, any, yeah, especially warrant officers, mm-hmm. uh, they can do pretty much whatever they want. And then I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, there's also such a huge difference in between, uh, because I've had friends that were officers or i made friends that became or they either were and there's just such a difference and also quality of life between mm-hmm. being enlisted and being an officer uh like my, my dad he was a, he was an officer he was in for 26 years and there's a bunch of times he asked me he's like well why don't you just go talk to your CEO? why don't why is this happening to you why don't I'm like no you don't get it that i'm like i'm like a lance corporal i can't just do things it's like People don't want to reason with, they're not going to, if it makes sense, it doesn't matter. Like my life is shit. Everything is no. It's It's always no. He's like, well, (laughs) well, why don't you just go do this? I was like, what do you mean? Why don't like, you can't, cause I can't, it doesn't matter. They'll they'll say no. I'll I'll tell you how to request masks. And I'm like, 
No. You oh, you, you tell me how to ruin my life. You make your life worse. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't say Jeez. those words. Don't even say that out loud. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's like that's like a union talk in a place that is anti-union. It's just yeah. Everybody's ears per. Oh, what? <laughs> That and request mass. Oof. Yeah. It, well, you know, you said request mass. Um, what's the other uh, thing? Um, the climate surveys. Do you remember command climate surveys? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. You don't. You always everything's good because you get a uh -huh. briefing from like your staff sergeant or whatever. They're like, all right, this is gonna ask mm -hmm. you about this, and that your answer is everything is good. <laughs> you yeah. don't have any questions, and there are no problems. If you have any issues, you come talk to mm -hmm. me about it. It's like you don't fucking say. You know, like every formation, the CEO is always like, oh, I have an open door yeah, right. policy. Marines, <laughs> come talk to me about anything 24-7. Here, I'll give I'll give the first sergeant, master gun, sergeant major my, my number. You just, any time of the day, you give me a call when you need something. And everyone's just like, no, 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 no. Don't, do not do that. Yeah, there's always like some boot, like at the beginning, like mm -hmm. first they raise their hand. Somebody slaps it or formation, Everyone looks at him like, yep. you motherfucker. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Take your opinion to somebody <laughs> that matters. I'm going to fuck you up. It's like, who's your fucking team leader? Get the mm -hmm. fuck over here. Dang, yeah, that's just... <laughs> oh, uh, our 312, the squadron I was with, because things were so bad, the last one that I saw, was <laughs> it went not well for them. Because I remember getting our asses... The yeah, people were honest. Because we were losing people left and right, man. Like people killing themselves, you know, it was just horrible. Because all they cared oh, about man. was flight hours, flight hours, flight hours. So everyone else suffered. But um, yeah, we all got called down to the hangar uh, for squadron formation. The CO was pissed because people were honest. And he just went off for a while. That's what happens if you're honest on a command climate survey. <laughs> yeah. But sir, don't, don't ask, sir. Just don't ask. You don't yep. want to know. Shady stuff, man. But yeah, that's the, I mean, rank has its privilege until somebody speaks up. I guess that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man, there's so many, yeah. That's another thing too, I think for, so that's a thing I, I guess I run into now that I've been out. I got out uh, end of 2016 and just kind of talking with civilians at all. It's kind of like, it's the same thing. It's like, I don't know. There's, there's no way to under for them to understand it because mm -hmm. they didn't do it. So it's, and I also, I get, I feel like sometimes when I, I talk to civilians, like I, uh, at my previous job, one of my buddies, he's a, a young guy. Um, he's like, uh, real nice dude. He's from, um, Minnesota. So he's like that real, like, uh, stereotypical, like super polite. Oh, don't you know? Yeah. Kind the of guy, the, like, the overly polite was Midwesterner. Yep. Yeah. Super nice. And, uh, so like me and him, we became pretty good friends and I'll tell him like stories about the Marine, just like little stupid stuff, about something like that, like formation or whatever. And like his eyes, the way he's looking at me, it's, I, I feel like I'm describing, uh, uh, like ch choking puppies or something. When I talk to him about like an actual war, <laughs> he's just like, "That's just formation, I'm like, bro." Oh, should I not be saying this stuff out loud? Like, <laughs> hold on, let's talk about field day. You want you want to be real surprised? <laughs> Did you ever do a, a Chinese? I don't know if you probably can't call it anymore, nope. but Chinese field day. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Oof, I was in. Yeah, you and I joined. We're actually about the same. You joined what? Oh seven, oh six. Yeah, at the end of oh seven. End oh seven. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. um. 
I think I was January. Yeah, I was January 2008 was when I went to boot camp. Oh, okay. And then I got out. Yep. I got out February 2016 or 17. So our shit kind of like oh, lines yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got, so I went in October 2007. I graduated boot camp mm-hmm. uh, December. And then uh, I got out October of, uh, no, I went in September. And then I got out in October 2016. So yeah, we just overlapped mm-hmm. pretty much the whole time. Just a little bit. Yeah, cause my, Same. Um, was your first enlistment was five years or? No, no. Uh, mine were both four oh, years. Oh, that was held over for the PEB. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. I figured your yours is longer because you have like a year of language schooling alone, right? Two years, yeah. Two. Gosh, yeah. That's that's how you get those long enlistments. Yeah, my first. Yeah, my first one's a five-year contract. Hmm. Useful though, man. You can. So, how many languages you speak? Three. Uh. See English. Yeah, 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 three or four. I mean, if I you got to think about better, the number so. of languages you can speak, <laughs> that's that's saying something. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as fluent in two of them anymore. Like Tagalog is easy because I mean, it's like I, I also I lived in the Philippines for like a year, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that one I'm fucking pretty fluent. I mean, it like right now if someone was speaking, like I could listen to it, and then it, it takes me a little bit to get warmed up. Well, like Korean or Chinese is like uh, a little rougher, but my Korean, Those my are... cursing in Korean is really good. <laughs> well, good. That's what you need. But, uh, you got to keep that stuff. Yeah, my drinking to... Korean is really good still. Yeah. <laughs> drinking, I like it. Hey, what's that? Where'd you get that bulldog yeah. on your desk there? Oh, uh, so that uh, one of my buddies when I uh, graduated sergeant's course, he got it for me. I think he got it at the, the PX or the MCX or whatever. That's pretty cool, man. My dad got me one from this place called the Franklin Mint. They make, um, I don't know, like limited run mm. stuff, but it's pretty cool. It's kind of the same. Is it like um, wood or porcelain or something like that? Uh, wood. Okay. My... I actually broke the leg. See, I my, yeah, I broke the head off mine. Oh, uh, no, no, it's, uh... what is that? Some kind of ceramic, okay. maybe. I need to glue this. That my, down. the head is gone on mine. My bad, GC. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He he went through a lot of moves, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Uh, I have the what is uh, fuck. TMO. Yeah, TMO. When you're waiting, those are the people that move yep. for you. Man, I got spoiled by TMO. My first move after I got out. Mm-hmm. When I didn't have TMO, I was like, fuck. Dude, it's, it gets real, real quick. They, uh, <laughs> Suddenly realize you have a lot of crap that you don't need. And a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's like, I have to pack all my own yep. stuff and move it? Ugh. Dude, I, I basically... Or pay someone thousands of dollars? Exactly. Yeah. I like living... I miss I miss the sea bag life, man. Everything fits in a couple of green bags. Just pick it up and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been... I always... I go through stages mm-hmm. of like getting rid of a bunch of shit and tr- trimming it all yeah. down uh, and then trying to get back. Yeah, man, whenever, when, uh, like right now, I don't. What's up? Go ahead. No, whenever no, ahead. Um, we look into buying like a new bed or, you know, dresser or something big. My first thought is we got to yeah. move that. So <laughs> 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 that's, that's like my. Pre- yeah, exactly. Now. And I, I don't need to think that way. I'm here. I, I own, we own this house. We're not going anywhere. I don't need oh, to nice, like nice, that. nice. <laughs> I just can't shut it off, man. 
did did you uh did you use a, a VA? Did you do a VA loan when you bought your place? No, actually, you we didn't even use the VA. That's, um, I don't know if that's a weird question, but no, we went with um, FHA. So first, uh, federal, whatever it's federal. Oh. Does your computer keep timing out or something? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I could just turn it off. But oh, you know what I just realized? Thing or whatever. But I can't record this. What's that? I have to have permissions to record it. Uh, oh, well, mine. Oh, good. For a second, I was like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, it's recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah, so here's I, something I, funny, I just, man. Check yeah. this out. So as I logged into Zoom, I haven't, I used to have to do Zoom meetings for my job, like on a almost daily basis. I hate the word Zoom. But um, the company I used to work for that, well, I won't get into that. Anyway, when I logged in, I'm changing all my settings, you know, making it so that there's a recording for each person and blah, blah, blah. I look up and I'm on that company's um, own Zoom. It's their corporate Zoom that I'm changing the oh. preferences on. <laughs> Don't worry, they won't see this podcast. I ain't even mad. <laughs> so I just left them and logged out. They're going to have a lot of file space used up for some reason they don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I ended up just uh, getting the like the whatever thing, the mm-hmm. monthly package. So I was like, fuck it. Because originally, like, uh, I didn't want to do Zoom, um, like, at meetings or whatever, or interviews, because uh, it's, I don't yeah. know, it's less personable. But, I mean, fucking COVID has yeah. been going for, like, a year now. So, uh Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess this is like the new normal, as they say. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, no, it doesn't feel too bad right now to me. So. It's comfortable, man. I'm chill, and yeah. you're you're looking into the camera all the time, so it's not like I'm staring at someone that's not looking at me. So it works out. <laughs> once I um, once this room, so this room basically we turned it into our laundry room because okay, uh, well, it was the gym, and that's what happens. But we yeah, pulled yeah. our laundry in here, and it helps because I don't have anything to help with the acoustics, so. There's just laundry uh, all over okay. the room folded up. So next time I'll make sure I move the stuff to the side and I'll turn my video on. So I don't look like a hobo. Okay. No, no. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you see how uh, high quality my, my setup is. Hey, that's this, solid, this, man. That's perfect. This stuff. Uh, so I get, uh, you know, like the food delivery, whatever, you know, yeah. since COVID I order all my groceries. Uh, yeah. I just take the, the fucking uh, insulation out of the, the the cold bags money whatever, dude that's, that's perfect <laughs> see i'm about i got yeah. about 16 moving blankets that i'm gonna start hanging up here it's just gonna make the room look crappy though <laughs> i live mm. in a blanket room whatever yeah. um yeah, i did yeah. order nice blanket for yeah i got like um i'm trying to start a merch store but i'm not happy with the quality yet one of the things is a wall tapestry with oh, the basic cool. logo on it and you can get a really big one i want to uh... get that and just cover the blanket with that instead oh nice yeah 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 let me know so for do, do you have a i mean i'm trying to think do, do you have a website i can't remember if i not yet what have i seen nope. so no okay no um i've got uh, so far it's an instagram facebook um and then yep. podcasts but i have a website on hold i was in I had another project called fallrest.tv so I bought the domain name and I have a website. I just got to build it. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. So that was um, was that, that was for motor, motorcycle stuff. Yeah, that like everything else that I do, it's 
starts out as one thing and then it turns into something else. So there's some motorcycle stuff. There's oh no, I completely yeah, understand. We got that ADD, man. Yeah. If the ball's shinier than the other one, we're going after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dude, it is hot up in here. Uh oh yeah. So are are you uh are you on the east coast? If, I don't know if you mind saying Almost. I'm on I'm like in the D the DC area, so yeah, hold on a sec. I'm just okay. yeah okay uh now i'm almost east coast um all the way in the east okay, pennsylvania okay. sites actually central pennsylvania what they call it but we're three hours from new york oh gotcha okay okay yeah i still yeah, I got it's i'm landlocked man yeah, it's driving me nuts over there. <laughs> first time in my life i've ever been landlocked yeah. <laughs> mm, do you uh you like go on the water oh, a lot you like fishing i was a water like baby that? um because where I grew up, I yeah. grew up right on a river, the St. Clair River, which is right across. Oh, nice. So Sarnia was right next to me when I woke up every day. But um, yeah, so there I had water mm. everywhere. I was always in the water. Um, and then I got South Carolina stations, water again. And yep. SoCal, water again. Deployed on a ship, water everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Yeah, me. Uh, I love the water, mm -hmm. too. I mean, my... <clears throat> Philippines, so I'm a, a, a island boy. I was, I was stationed in Hawaii too for almost three years or less than three years, but that's probably my favorite place that I've lived so far. Yeah, like, I, I'd like to go back. I bet we just had a friend uh, that got stationed I there. I picked up spear fishing. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, Kanye Bay. Probably. I don't. She's more my wife's friend, really, but we all know each other, so they. But it was crazy because they oh, had okay. to move during COVID. So it was a pain because hmm. they have animals, kids. Yeah, that sounds. It was rough. Oh, yeah, that sounds. Man. Yeah, I can't even imagine right? what. We got out at a good time, dude. Military life must be like <laughs> in COVID. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially with uh, going like going to the peacetime Marine Corps. Oh, like, oh God. I mean, it was I starting as we got out. All garrison. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got uniform inspections every day. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do I got to wear my Charlie's on Fridays now? You ass. <laughs> oh man. Remember, were you there for the knee cap to knee cap leadership prop? That yep. was all Amos, dude. Yeah. Amos. Yeah. He, you know, Amos was the CO for my squadron a long time ago. Oh really? So that was one of the first stops he made. <laughs> so what, uh, I'm trying to think. So what your squad was it a, a Harrier squadron? Nope, um, fighter attack. So F-18s. Oh, okay, okay. It's actually it's 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 a famous squadron. It's VMFA three twelve, and there's a movie um, called The Great Santini. If you ever get uh, a chance to look it up, I'll have to look it up. That sounds familiar. It's a really good movie, and it's about VMFA three twelve, um, an actual oh. person and an actual event where he went down. Right outside, you know, just off the land in Beaufort because he had a problem while he was up there. Oh, damn. The great really good movie, man. Yep. Right. Um, it's, it here, up. let me look up. Is it, do you know if it, I'm a little upset because I can't remember the actor. Let me write this. Probably. Yeah. And uh, actually, there's a scene where he's in our ready room, too. I didn't oh, want nice. NJPs in there. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of NJPs or did a lot of NJPs? Did. Did. I was the scribe for all of them. It was 
fucking great. Oh, I saw so much cool wow. stuff. Wow. <laughs> okay, Robert yeah. Duvall. Robert Duvall okay. is Bull Meacham. And uh, it shows a lot of the Marine life and the Marine life of, you know, a hardcore officer in the background. Okay. I feel like I've heard of this. I'm going to I'm gonna have to check it out. I wonder if my dad's seen it. Yeah, it's good stuff. They're called um, the checkerboards is what they're called. And they're always like the number one squadron and flat hours and stuff like that in missions. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, we. I was in uh, Cherry Point. Or my dad was, not me. I wasn't. Okay. When, uh, but I actually, yeah. Oh, funny thing too. So I was uh, alive. I was in high school for 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that happened, like the base went crazy. Oh, I bet. I'm trying to think like, uh, but I don't know. Uh, when did when did you graduate? Were you, oh, two. That, uh, oh, shit. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're. I'm 37, so we're not fucking doppelgangers, yeah. man. I mean, you look a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're like uh, invert, like Bizarro and Superman. Or there you go. Yeah. Um, or what is it? Is it Black Adam? That guy? That's the opposite of Flash or some crap like that. Uh oh oh oh, oh. yeah in uh, DC something comics? like that. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's called. Yeah yeah, maybe. Well, when we yeah, do the next good. video, people will get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> but hey, that's another that's another time, man. Who like in the Marine Corps just the whole race thing did it didn't exist. Like none of us gave a crap. <laughs> we were all Oh, dark green. Yeah, we all sucked. That's one of my favorite dark green marines. <laughs> it's just everyone was as worthless as the next guy. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just Yeah, that's uh... I wish that culture was adapted everywhere, man. It's just you you're so comfortable. You don't have to worry about every damn thing you say. Oh, is this going to offend? No. If it offends yeah. them, they'll make a joke about it. <laughs> yeah. And and if it offends them, a lot of times people will just keep poking at it. You're like, oh, that's your fault that your feelings there are you go. Yep. <laughs> you, you better get that uh, thin, yeah, that's, thin skin that's, gone. Yeah that's, yeah, that's another adjustment, I guess, that I've had to make working uh with civilians mm-hmm. is yeah it's like i guess first first off getting out of the marine like not curse not saying fuck every other <laughs> yeah, word dude was pretty that was that was like a that was a, an adjustment that's my podcast though so and then, <laughs> <laughs> that's where i get them out <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah sometimes i catch myself too and i apologize i'm like oh, oh sorry for my life but i'm like oh wait I'm fucking sitting in my own house. I yeah, man. What I want, but <laughs> yeah, being so careful. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. It's like uh, I don't know. It strips away a lot of complications, and and I and I understand, you know, being culturally sensitive mm-hmm. or you know, for people's feelings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, important. Yeah, but also at the same time, in the Marine Corps, huge, huge. It's always mission first. Yes. So it's like, all right, what what what's important for us to get our job done? Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot with civilians, a lot of times people are like, well, you didn't consider my feelings. I'm like, what? I mean, I didn't need to really. Like, do I need to do that? Like, if I'm not intentionally trying to, uh, you know, like oppress you or offend you or something, it's kind of like, can we move on? Yeah, I already forgot about this. Yeah, I do see both sides. Definitely. But I mean, sure. 
you know, the, the crude humor that we're used to can't just be rampant in public because then we would be like Britain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys, they don't. Oh, is it like that over there? Dude, uh, I knew a couple They're of British people. They don't, they don't have time for feelings. They just say what's on their mind. And if you're offended, <laughs> they don't care. So, yeah, we get. Uh, and, I like that. I kind of like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's a culture that has been through a whole lot of crap. We're kind of new over here. Yeah. So people get their feelings hurt. And they're like, yeah, we saw that three, four, five hundred years ago. What are you talking about? We saw that a thousand years ago. You're yeah. just not catching up. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was one thing uh, somebody wanted me to cover was that um, the push through it mentality. You know, it works and it's good for a lot of things, but it can change you indefinitely if you, you know, get into it too much. And yet the world does need some sensitivity. So does the Marine Corps every now and then. You got to remember that they do care about you. It's not just a mission. They care about yeah. you a little bit, but they don't need to get all sappy with it. <laughs> yeah. That little, hey, what's up? How's no, it? You doing sure. all right? That's it. Just a little check-ins. That's all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, what the saying, I think that they say, uh, yeah, mission first or mission accomplishment is first and troop welfare is second. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, you know, like if you don't take care of the troops, there's not going to be anyone to, to do the mission. But it is also it's, exactly I don't know, for me. It's like a lot of times, it's like, <laughs> yeah, let's let's I don't know. And this is the thing I run into, I think, in personal relationships is mm-hmm. a lot. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah. I get that you don't like whatever you're having some feelings, but what does that have to do with whatever we're trying to get done? Can we do that, please? So. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't spend time on the. But I'm working. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yep. Me too, man. Oof, my poor wife has dealt with a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I was an I believe- asshole before I joined the military, so. You know, now I'm like mega. Oh, so it just yeah, honed, <laughs> honed your, sharpened your, your asshole skills. I'm a lot better at it now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I hate that. I hate it when I do it. I hate when I'm mean. I hate when I say things I don't mean. And I, yeah, <clears throat> it's, it sucks, but sometimes the stuff flies out and I just can't, can't control it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's huge to be, even be that aware, mm-hmm. to be able to say, like, Oh yeah, I didn't mean that or to know that about yourself. So that's a, a huge first. A lot there's yeah. a lot of people that don't even do that. They just kind of flail mm-hmm. and lash out and then, and then make it their fault instead. Just like, yeah, they're just like, well, that's that's not me. That's you. Or exactly, whatever. dude. They're I not even. They're like, yeah, that's after you've been through a relationship where that's most of it, which is pretty much every young <laughs> marine. Every young Marine yeah, gets involved every with, single one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's hot and she gave it up to me. Let's marry this. <laughs> I need to get out of barracks. Yeah. And then, well, oh, surprise. <laughs> that didn't turn out too friggin' well. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's just constant battles with, you know, do you still want to be here? Is there this? Is there that? I ain't got time for that no more, man. And I don't yeah. want to lose that with her because she's the same way. So I got to take responsibility mm-hmm. when I'm a friggin' jerk to her and tell her, look, that I didn't mean to do that. That's not me but I was an asshole oh, wow. and I'm sorry. <laughs> so she knows I don't Man, mean it when I do it. Huge. That's huge. Dude. But yeah. she can only take so wow, much. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone. I mean, everybody has their, their limit. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. That's cool that uh, you're able to do that. Like for me, it took a lot. I actually, I had, I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to rehab while I was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to, what is it? SARP substance abuse rehabilitation program. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I ended up, so when I went, I did, a, ended up, it was mostly, you know, um, therapy, like group therapy sessions mm -hmm. and different things, working on cognitive behavior. Like when I went, I just figured it was going to be, you know, alcohol education or whatever, mm -hmm. but, uh, it ended up, it, it was mostly therapy and then like AA, I did AA for like a year. And if it hadn't been for that, I, I would definitely, I don't think I'd be where I am now. Like, like emotionally. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause before I like, I was like therapy, I was like, that's for people with weak minds that are fucking just idiots that have to go pay somebody to, to validate their feelings, blah, blah, blah. Like I was yeah. against therapy yep. completely. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. And, mm -hmm. you know, everyone just weak cry babies just want someone to listen to them cry. But after going through that, it really, um, and also when I went, I, uh, chose to go, like, I got lucky my command. Cause I'm, uh, well, I guess I had you I'll back, right? A second on this, because yeah, yeah, good. Because so I went. Funny thing, my my buddy was the uh, what are they? The SACO, yep, the uh, substance abuse coordinating officer, yeah, or, whatever, or he was the uh, assistant SACO. A better job than the CACO. So yes. I went to him. What's that? What's the casualty CACO? assistance <laughs> coordinator? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, SACO's got an easier job, but go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn uh yeah so uh so basically I, this is the process so i went to him i told him i was like hey uh i think i want to like take some classes or something i feel like i drink my i drink too much or something mm -hmm. and he was like no nah, man i don't think he's he thought he's like nah you're good i think you're all right because i've never <laughs> been in trouble like i never got dy i never was like wait to work i never got in trouble mm -hmm. um i did get put in a drunk tank once but i was for being i was literally standing outside of a a pub waiting for a cab and uh this was in uh an area it was a, it's an affluent area so the policing is they're really doing mm -hmm. well and they're just like saw me standing out there hammered and the cop walks up and he says hey are you drunk and i was like oh yes sir i just came out of the bar i'm waiting for the cab to take me home i'm not driving because i'm drunk and he goes oh you're drunk in public we got to take you to the drunk tank what so the like, hell, what man? The fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. That... So he puts me in handcuffs. God. Yeah, so he he puts me in handcuffs, and um, my roommate comes out, and he's a dark green marine as well. He comes out mm -hmm. and he's like, "Hey, officers, uh, we're just waiting for the cab. Uh, I'll I can take him home. He's my roommate." And the guy's like, the officer's like, "Oh, so you were drinking with him?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we were just drinking." Uh, we're, I paid the tab and we're waiting for the cab. He's like, I, I can take him home. He's like, oh, you're drunk in public also. <laughs> so they arrested Are him you too. Kidding? Yeah, they Dude. put him in handcuffs. And then this gets even better. So we were you drinking feel there, okay. some Air Force uh, buddies of us. All not mm -hmm. our color. They came out. Four or five mm -hmm. of them came out. And they're like, officers, officers, we'll, we'll take that. They're with, we were with them. And they're like, hey they're with you and they're like yeah yeah we're all drinking together we'll we'll take them back that you don't need to arrest them and they told them they said go back inside <laughs> so they, Bro, like, they said hey go that, back you inside. must have felt you, like you were in the twilight zone dude you're arrested it was it was nuts were, so then they you were like it's happening to me it's real <laughs> <laughs> no i mean this i mean it happens i always hate to be like the like say oh race or whatever so i mean little shit like this dude no that's all the time but uh, that, my command, just, they filed up. a complaint. Yeah. The, so, and uh -huh. my command, when they came in, they asked, we told them the whole thing. They're like, they're like, so what were you doing? I was like, standing, like, explain the whole thing. The cops, their report was the same thing. They're like, 
yeah, he was outside. We approached him. He said he admitted he was drunk. If there's a county or whatever policy against being drunk in public. So we had to mm -hmm. take them to the drunk tank. It's just policy. And my command filed a complaint uh, uh, against them because they're like, yeah, this nice. is suspicious. But uh, so they had our back. Um, but so after that, I was like, but in my head, I'm thinking, I was like, this was like a, a super like tame incident. Like all it was, you know what I mean? All I was doing was standing outside. They said this and that. I was like, but I don't know. Another situation, it could have gone bad. Like yeah. if the cops were like, oh, you're resisting arrest or you're being combative. Like it could have gone bad quickly. Yep. So I was like, all right, I feel like, like I don't want to be, and you know what I mean? And I wasn't misbehaving, being crazy, but I was in my head, that was like kind of clicked to me. Like, nah, I don't want to be drinking anymore. Mm -hmm. So then that's when I went to and talked to my buddy. Long story short, I ended up, <laughs> this is another thing. I'm going to say all Marines are alcoholics. Pretty much every single <laughs> Marine. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. Al an alcoholic or drinks alcoholically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, because they always, they say like, if you drink more than two drinks, blah, 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 some rule. Yeah. But so I, when I went to, because um, I was on a joint base, so I went to the army program. I can't remember what they're called, but they, uh, so I went and they asked me what my, like what I drank that day. <laughs> And I went through the list of everything that I drank, which it was a lot. Like, I went to dinner first. I drank a bottle of wine, a whole bottle of wine to myself. Then we went to the movies. I bought a little, one of those little things of uh, Jack Daniels. And I drank that in the movie. I put it in my Coke. I drank that in the, while we're watching the movie. Mm -hmm. Then we went out downtown. And then I was drinking at the bar all night. Mm -hmm. And then I explained how many drinks. And the lady's eyes, when I explained <laughs> this to her, I, she was like, looked at me like, how are you alive? I know those eyes, she's man. Like, this, she's like, there's no way this is one <laughs> night. There's no way you did this in one night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I do it all the time. And she was like, yeah, you need to go to rehab. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> she's like, diagnosed me. She's like, alcohol, alcohol dependent or something. I think is the diagnosis. But man, we are uh, some functioning mofos on it. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing, like that, that was a lot. I'm looking back on it. I'm like, yeah, that, that. I did drink a lot, mm -hmm. but also almost everybody I knew, everybody drank pr pretty consistently. Yeah. They didn't drink during the week, uh, every weekend, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday during the day. Mm -hmm. People were just fucking ham hammered all the time, mm -hmm. especially when you live in the barracks. Oh, yeah. What else you got to do? So it's like if if Marine. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. It's like built into the system almost. drinking, smoking and dipping. It's like it's just kind of like you get to the Marine Corps, they hand you alcohol and, and fucking nicotine. Yeah, no, so they, here you go. They, they hand you here ways you to... Children. Yeah, they hand you ways to get rid of the pain from the day and the week that you just yeah. dealt with. That's about it. And energy drinks. Oh, energy, God. Energy drinks and 800 milligram, Oof. you know, 800 milligram ibuprofen. That's <laughs> that's our candy, man. It's just life. Yeah. Join you, live on ibuprofen for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember the it's, shots? Dude, you remember... I'm pretty sure the reason I don't ever oh, get peanut, sick. Peanut butter shot? All those. Just the, do you remember the, the peanut spectacle? butter shot right in your butt? Yep. And then have to sit down and move around and crap or whatever. Just the, yeah. the spectacle of that whole thing. People just need to go and watch uh, entrance and processing and stuff as civilians just to see what happens. It's mayhem. Absolutely. The worst part of boot camp is the first three days. <laughs> you have no idea where you're yeah. at, what you're doing. Oh. You realize you've made yeah. a terrible mistake. I agree. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> what, like, what did I do to myself? They're like, oh, I got to fit all this in that bag. It's impossible. And then you realize, nope, it's possible. Oh, while they're screaming at you <laughs> yeah, that they're going to rape you and murder you yep. or murder you and then rape you. Exactly. That's And that brings into like, you know, that's why when shit pops off and everything's going crazy, I'm generally just standing there calm, just waiting for the next thing to happen because I'm used to just chaos yeah. and then having to do something while the chaos yep. is happening. So that's useful, but yep. dude, like just the sleep oh, for sure. permanent marker on my forehead from falling asleep because <laughs> of my numbers on my hand. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah. Speaking of my first day at boot camp, I, so I got there. Yeah. For processing. So mm-hmm. I went to um, San Diego MCRD. Mm-hmm. So they pick you up from the San Diego airport and you get in this van and they make you put your head down. And they drive around. It ends up because the airport is literally, it touches the fucking MCRD. Like the, <laughs> That's the torture, tarmac. dude. The fe- one of the, um, I think the first barracks that I lived in. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Because I remember the first night that I slept in my rack. I could mm-hmm. I looked right out the window and I'm just less like 100 yards, less than 100 yards. I'm watching planes mm-hmm. take off, go up and down. I'm just like, oh, those, those lucky mother. Oh, <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you this. <laughs> So we're, uh, I can't remember at what point, I think we're still first phase and there's this kid, uh, I can't remember his name, but he, I don't know, I, I, our senior drill instructor, he was, he should be like a, um, what are those guys, the 0211, is it 0211s? Like the dudes that interrogate people, the CI people. Oh, counter intel? Yeah, counter, he should have been one of them because he could look <laughs> at a recruit and know their fucking soul. So this kid, like, in one of the times, he just looks at him. He's like, hey, your mother drank when she was pregnant, didn't she? And the kid, like, almost starts crying. He's like, yes, sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can tell. He's like, I can tell just by looking at you. He's like, I've seen you before. Yeah, your mother drank when she was pregnant. And the kid, like, almost starts crying. <laughs> so my senior, he, like, knows people's souls. This dude is fucking incredible. I think there's a clip of him in that boot camp movie. Um, it's like Ears. Oh yeah, snap eyeball yep. or whatever that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a clip of him in there. But uh, so anyway, so this this kid, the alcohol fetal syndrome kid, one night, so that one morning we wake up, our drill instructor he he pulls out and he's like, hey, where is uh fucking the whatever the kid's name, fetus? I'll call him fetus. <laughs> he's like, hey, where's fetus at? And no, like, where's recruit fetus? Recruit fetus. And we're looking around, nobody knows. So he takes us oh, out, no. he hazes us, fucking outside in the sand. Mm-hmm. And then we come back in and then he's just like hazing us, hazing us. And then later he's like, where's recruit fetus, recruit fetus. <laughs> We're all looking. So eventually he comes back. What, what had happened was he had fire, fire watch. I mean, everybody, you mm-hmm. know how you have fire watch. They go down the racks every night and you have to get up and you go stand at the quarter deck or whatever for people that don't know. Basically you go and stand at the front of the, the, the barracks and you have to like log everything that happens and you walk around and, Secure the area, make sure there's no fire. And hope the drill instructors don't screw with you while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just pray, yeah, the whole time that nobody comes on deck because then you have to like announce it and then you fuck it up. You don't announce, yeah. (laughs) Or they'll ask you the um, the order, the what are the the uh, one of your some random general general orders. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, random general (laughs) order. Like fuck, this recruit does not know. But anyway, so he's on his fire watch. So everyone's asleep except for fetus. And he, so he does his rounds. And then when he gets, ends his shift, he goes back and 
I can't, he puts on like, so his uh, New Balance, his Go Fasters, his New Balance sneakers, mm -hmm. and his green PT, uh, the uh, sweatshirt. And I guess he had to be wearing camo pants. I don't know what pants he wore. But either way, so he he sneaks out the fire, the 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 ladder well, the back, the fire escape. Mm -hmm. He goes to the fence. He walks along the fence till he finds a little ditch, a, like a culvert that goes under. He low crawls through that fucking tunnel up onto the uh, airport tarmac, runs across the active Whoa. tarmac, gets to the fucking airport, goes inside. He uh, gets somebody to give him. Uh, he like begs for money. He buys. Like, welcome to somebody in San Diego loves you. Like, tourist fucking shirt and pants. I like this kid. And then he goes in the bathroom. <laughs> he goes in the bathroom. And he, oh, he calls his mom. I guess he called her a collect or something. Mm -hmm. And then she's wiring him money to buy a plane ticket. And he goes in the bathroom and he's like washing up or hanging out or something. And a drill instructor that was on leave, coming back from leave, like walks in and looks at him, looks at, sees his shaved mm -hmm. fucking, you know, his egg head. And you know what I mean? Cause you, you, we're all, everyone has like crazy farmer tans and you have that tan around the top of your head. The white wall. And then uh, he's wearing his, yeah. <laughs> and then he's wearing his, his new balance recruit sneakers. His go faster. Running shoes. Yeah. So the drill instructor looks at him. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> are you? <laughs> so I guess he grabbed him. And then uh, he, he told airport security and uh, they got him and they brought him back. So this kid almost, Fucking so, so he did do that. He looked at it and he's like, <laughs> I can make it. No. And he was like the weakest, fucking stupidest, biggest piece of shit in our whole platoon. And we, we got hazed forever after that. Of course, yeah. Kid. We all wanted to murder him. Mm -hmm. But he fucking, he did it. He, he, I mean, he was that, he escaped. Like this kid, it was impressive. You got to hand it to but him, he, man. After that, oh. Well, yeah. The you're... drill instructors <laughs> were just murdered this kid every single day. If he got one pushed day, through, they're making he had... him a. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. He's like, is... they're like, you're not leaving. You're, st you're staying right here. <laughs> and and they, they didn't let, they let them, they didn't let, they're like, we're not kicking you out. You think yep. you're getting kicked out? He's like, no, you are staying here. You're, you, we're keeping you. You can't leave. It's not like you can be like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. No. Can I go home? <laughs> nope. 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 What yeah, were you staying before you, though? You're no, out. no quitting. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, because how, how, describe how weak he is. So this kid fetus, uh -huh. we're field daying the, the house, the fucking, uh, squad bay and so they're mm -hmm. making him like dust the wall and he's reaching and there's like a a uh, like a tube you know where the electrical cords go through those like silver tubes yeah. that are belt bolted to the ceiling but it's Hoping. just yep. it's just right out of the reach of his fingers and he's standing on his tippy toes just reaching and there's a drill instructor standing behind him just going uh -oh. feed us reach for it taller <laughs> taller and he, so he has to go Taller, sir. Aye, aye, sir. Taller, sir. Taller, sir. Aye, aye, sir. And he's like, grow, grow. And he's just like, aye, sir. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. And he's just fucking crying. Falling his eyes out. Oh, so God. For the rest, the re that happened in phase one when he tried to escape. So for the next, you know, two months, oh. he just got murdered every single day. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder what did, happened. Did he, did he graduate? He graduated, yeah. I don't. He I don't think he had a good time in the fleet, man. I got bad feelings. <laughs> this kid, I don't know. But I can't remember what his MOS was either. And this another. When I went in, 
So I came in uh, September of 2007. So it was right, <clears throat> excuse me, right before the fiscal, new fiscal year. So it was when they're trying oh, to, yeah. like, I guess, meet their quotas. Everyone in my platoon. I know was exactly a, what you're talking about. Waiver. Everyone was a waiver for something. You know, ASVAB <laughs> waiver. Like I had tattoo waivers because that was when it was coming out, the tattoo things. Mm-hmm. But uh, ASVAB well, waivers. Bunch, dude. What, what other kind of waivers? Like criminal background waivers. Like I had yeah, a dude. You're explaining me besides speak. the ASVAB part. <laughs> well, no, this, some of the dudes, they could not speak English and they were born in America. Like not like immigrant family Whoa. can't speak it. Like they're from the backwoods of some place. Oh this one no, kid, what? He was huge. He was, he was, it's probably, you know, not polite to use this term, but this kid was a mongoloid. Like he <laughs> was just like a big corn fed country dude. Uh-huh. And he's like, he literally, he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. he talked like that. Oh, dude, like that. He could not make a, I don't know. His recruiter should be shot right in the I face. I guarantee the drill instructors called kid, his recruiter. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he ended up graduating. They met, He was a, a cook when they still had that MOS, if they still had it. But that was what he, he was whatever. He, his, he was a, supposed to be a cook or whatever. Open contract life. Dudes or whatever. Yeah, there's a couple open contract dudes. I was like, you idiots. Why would you do that? Well, I just really wanted to be a Marine. I was like, you're a recruiter. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got. I didn't want to be that admin, that's worst. for sure. But I had a lot going against me. So I took what I could get. Wait, wait were you... Uh, Open contract? Or oh, hell no. No, I took admin. Oh, okay. okay. What's funny is... I was like, shit, I'm just talking shit about it. And you... <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'm good. Um, you can call me fetus too. I don't care. But <laughs> that was a perfect name for that kid, by the way. Um, oh, man. Not what the hell... He looked like a fetus too. Yeah, hey, they always got one. They always got one. Luckily, we didn't end up um, with someone that could not speak English that should have been able to. I think we had a couple yeah. of dum-dums, but nothing like that. Dang, we, we had a pretty decent, actually, so our, I don't know what I was talking about before. That one's gone, but <laughs> our uh, senior, I don't. Either. he was in the fitness big time. Like the dude did like a million pull-ups. It was crazy. So wow. he started getting people to have uh, protein bars sent to them. And everyone that got a box sent to him, <laughs> we could take them? Every, every night he would pass, everybody got one protein bar before they racked out and what? Threw, yeah, dude, we were monsters. <laughs> We were PT studs. What the f- yeah, he knew. Wow. The uh, we were on our. <laughs> he was he was serious. Man. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. We um, let's see. We had two bodybuilders. One was a New York cop before he joined. His name was Brady. He was a big some bitch, and of course he always got in trouble because he had peanut butter oh. packets in his rack all the time. <laughs> He's trying to keep his gains in boot camp, man. <laughs> but he was older. Um, so he's matured and me and him pretty much stayed under the radar because we're older. We can see the stuff going on and we don't want to be a part of it. I know what I got to do, put my head down, get through this and get to the fleet. Right. Well, we also had uh, yep. our guide was Stonich and Stonich was an actual bodybuilder. <laughs> that dude was huge. Dude, they, they made him for Easter, right? Cause I think it was around March or something like that. When uh, I was done, they gave him a milk crate, balled up a lot of, like paper and tape, made little balls and gave him bunny ears and made that big bastard go around and um, say happy Easter and give us an egg. Like they broke him down, man. <laughs> but dude was awesome. He went on to be a great guy. Everybody did. Boot camp makes you better. Can't. Yeah. But you were talking about oh, the yeah. waivers, man. I had all of them. I, I was a, 
the kid that the judge says you need to join the military or it's going to go backwards. And Oh, I remember. I think he did say that. You've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was Judge Platzer, man. I saw her so much. And then one day she's like, you know what? I know your name and I know your friend's name is not who you hang out with. And this isn't looking good to you. Why don't you join the military? <laughs> I don't want to see you when you're again. So, you know, I started doing it. But yeah, it was a long journey, man. Like, yeah, I guess worked out. Yeah. Man, that's that's. I've I've heard of that, but I don't know if I've. I think you're the first person I've talked to that. Because I mean, I remember he used to. I think big, like especially like uh, around Vietnam time and stuff. I heard people about that, but I didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah. That they were still kind of doing that. No, it wasn't. No, not like the judge made an order that I joined the military. She just said, "You need to look into joining the military because you're going to end up in prison eventually." <laughs> so it wasn't oh, a mandate. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because okay. I don't think they can do that now. But she just definitely a strong suggestion. It. Yeah. Yeah, and I took it because man, mm. we were we were headed in a bad road. Pretty much all those guys I rolled with, besides one, um, are either in prison, have been to prison, dead. Uh, only one of them mm. has actually cleaned up and made it good. But yeah. it was part of my growing up and learning things. So I had to do what I had to do to yeah, get in, sure, and it was I had to meet with the 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 region's CO for the recruiting area, which is Detroit. So okay. they had to sit me down with the CEO and I had to have an interview by the CEO for the whole recruiting region. Um, oh, because wow. I was that fucking <laughs> flagged with all the waivers I had. He's like, yeah, what? yeah. Makes like, make me believe that you're actually going to function in the military with as much as you hate, you know, cause I had resisting and destructing charges and stuff. And that's, you know, oh, wow. you don't like authority. So right, thing right, is, yeah. what, this is all about authority. What, how are you going to function, dude? So I knew what I was in for. It was not going to be easy. And I made the best of it. And now thankfully I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I, I think I've also, I would say most of the people that, I don't know, people with troubled past or whatever kind mm -hmm. of do, are, do well in the Marine Corps for some reason also. Um, if yeah, if they clean up, I mean, if not, they realize, non, non yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get, can get on board, I mean, uh, and obviously, like mm -hmm. you did, you were, you were, you embraced it, and uh, yeah, I feel like everybody, yeah, thought, you had the, some good, you had some bad. So, oh, of course, the, when they the, when their thing was, um, basically, their goal is to return um, all their recruits to public as better citizens. That's basically what they do. That's their. Yeah. Their mission for the Marine is to make them a better person to go back into society. For sure. Oh, yeah, nope. yeah. And they do it as long as you don't fight it too much. They do it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Every time you do that, I think a kid got loose or something. You're trying to run after him. <laughs> no, I should... I thought I turned off the screen thing, but it it uh, just shuts off for some reason. Oh. But, um, no, yeah, man. I wish I wonder what I wonder what happened to Fetus. There's a couple of people from my platoon that mm -hmm. I wonder how they turned out. But that's how I started the podcast. Actually, interesting. I um did, did you uh look up look up people? Yep. Or? Um, I won't say his name because I don't know if he'd appreciate that. But he did say I could use the experience in a podcast. But yeah, he's. He was, I talked about it in one of my episodes. Um, I was really in a dark period, you know, with the COVID and I just no motivation. I didn't know what the hell to do. 
you know, the job didn't have to work. So I'm just sitting here like, well, what do I do next? And then with that boredom comes all the dark thoughts and you go, you know, into that part of your brain that is in a good place. You know what I'm talking about? That eventually you need to crawl out of and make right. life again. Yeah. So I was there and I looked yep. up this guy that I knew because he, he was Canadian and he grew up, you know, right by where I did. So we kind of connected in boot camp oh, cool. and he was, you know, my battle buddy, all that crap. <clears throat> but I knew he was in 03 and he went off and he got blown up a lot. Like he had seen some bad, bad stuff. Oh, no. So I was worried about him because I knew he was a thug when he was growing up. Um, but he was trying to clean his life up, join the Marine Corps. Same story. He's good now. I found him. He's in Maine. He's loving life. Um, and mm. he was just like, you know, I rekindled. I said, hey, man, I've been looking for you. How you doing? And he told me everything. And he's like, basically, stop being a bitch, man. Do something. You Cut it out. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, now hearing you talk, it's what? It's horror. What do I? Why am I even worried about this? And he's like, it's it's relative, dude. The stuff I went through felt the same for me as the bad stuff you went through is. It's, you know, until oh, you hear okay. someone else say their story, it feels the same. So basically, right. don't, you know, that's one message. So the ones that didn't deploy or the ones that didn't get to do what they wanted to do, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, yeah. you know, because every grunt that I talk to and I say, I wish I could have done that. They're always like, no, you don't. You, you don't want that. It's terrible. We don't do cool things. We just clean our weapons yeah. and get yelled at. It's lame. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's how I got started with the podcast. I'm like, well, okay, then I guess I'll go click record. Well, that's cool. That's yeah, that's I, now that you mentioned, I do remember uh, you uh, mentioning that. And that's I mean, that, there's a lot of cool things about or that I like about what you said, like, cool that you were able to to get back up with them. And then also kind of that attitude of like we talked about earlier of kind of he's just like, yeah, man, just fucking get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. just, what do you need to get done and do it? Yep. So that, and that sometimes I, I, I'm a person that kind of needs people to say that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I appreciate candor and straightforward people. And it's really cool to hear uh, that you, you know, I mean, you were able to do that. And then also, like I said, I, I don't even however it is that I stumbled upon your your podcast and your your uh, Instagram. Uh, that's really kind of the thing that stuck out to me is one. You also have a great radio voice, I feel like. Well, thank you. Uh, I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, yeah. When I hear mine, I hate. I can't stand <laughs> it. But uh, no, you you have. I don't know. I don't know. It's smooth. You're articulate, and uh, I don't know. There's a uh, like a resonance to to your voice. I don't know. It's hmm. it, yeah. It's like it's, it's good radio to me. It sounds it sounds like uh, uh, you could be. I don't know, or even doing like voice acting maybe. But uh, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, damn, what was the point of me saying that? I'm oh yeah, sure. yeah, no problem. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's what stuck stuck out to me was all those things that I said, and then um, also, the, oh yeah, that I could can relate to a lot of the things that you were talking about, and it was kind of like, uh, even though we've we've never met, this is the first time we've ever talked. Mm -hmm. It kind if how do I say it? Like you felt from. Kind of like I knew it felt like you could be somebody that I knew you, you brother from another exactly, mother. We'll just... <laughs> yeah. It's like, like we that's, could have been that's how you explain it, I guess. at some point. I feel how it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, know, and there's cool. that's I, I a mean, large. Yeah, go ahead. That community that's, that's most of the community is people that you can meet in the street and, Oh, you're a Marine. Or you can just look at them and be like, yep, that was a Marine. And you yeah. can start talking to them and you will find common ground somewhere. It doesn't matter if they were a shit bag or not. You'll find common ground. It's pretty yeah. cool. 
agree, agree. Yeah, it's yeah, vets. It's an interesting group of people we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way though as Marines. We were we had a rough time. Um, see the well besides every almost every president trying to get rid of the Marine Corps. Um, there's <laughs> <Yeah>. also <laughs> we've been shooting ourselves in the foot by doing stuff like throwing puppies off cliffs and peeing on dead bodies. Like, come on, guys, put the camera yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> but the Marine Corps has been out of the media for a long time. Like, I think the last thing that happened was the um, the urination incident. And that's it. <clears throat> yeah. But for a while, the media was doing whatever they could to make, you know, we were the pit bulls. We're the bad breed. So anything that was negative, they were throwing out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I can't. I'm trying to think of the last huge, huge, big scandal or whatever. The big thing that was a problem. But. Mm hmm. Oh, the nudes, the the nude scandal. That's right. That was the last one. People a, were a nude scandal. Yeah, everyone was sending oh. around nudes, and then it ended up getting out. NCIS got involved, and whew, that was bad. Yeah. It was right when I got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I, I, oh, excuse me. Get um, I think it was like military.com, some kind of updates, like an email, mm -hmm. like, and then have little headlines, Marine news or something. I think yeah, I remember seeing that. And then, but, of course, there was the one, you know, that you mentioned earlier, um, where the Marine oh, killed... Murdering the, the lady boy? Yeah, yeah. It's, But that did not get nearly sensationalized like the other, you know, bigger events did. It just was there, and then it went away. So, it's interesting. Yeah. We must have a good media yeah. team. It's something, or maybe, I don't know, a lot of the crazier stuff is happening, or... I don't know, it seems like every... Kind of every place that uh, there are marine bases too. There's kind of a, uh, I don't know. There's a interesting relationship between the community and then the marines. Well, yeah, that's because everywhere there's a base, there has to be new strip clubs. Strip clubs, tattoo parlor, <laughs> and then like predatory lending rate. Oh God! Fucking car car salesman. Oh, for the low <laughs> interest rate of everything we can possibly charge you. Yeah, you know, and you probably had that too. Where if you're going to go buy a car, you had to bring your NCO with you or something like that, or you've heard of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah, I think it was. I because, but I joined. Uh, see, I think I was. I turned 24 during uh, MCT combat training. Yep, I was 24 when I joined. So right after boot camp, and then uh, so I already had a vehicle. Um, oh yeah. Cause I pretty, I'd lived like, like I was already sort of an adult. Yeah. So I guess I got lucky in that way. So I, otherwise I, so I didn't have to worry about, I didn't get the under underage drinking NJP and then oh, I didn't I'm have so to worry glad. about buying a vehicle. That, that was, was probably our biggest benefits yeah. when we joined late. <laughs> yeah. Being 21. Cause every, everybody, everyone, oh, yeah. like, almost everyone got NJP or a page 11. Mm -hmm. or got some kind of, uh, um, what do you call that uh, punitive type of type of punishment or mm -hmm. something for drinking underage. And yeah, I got the, I dodged that one only, only because I was of age. Exactly. I would, <laughs> I would have been hit immediately. <laughs> yeah, man. I, the people that turn join the Marine Corps when they're 18. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't know how they, cause it's like I, how many, yeah. however many years before they, they even can. Well, if you, if you end up on a deployment like we got, um, the drinking age in France, I believe, is 18. I think it was France. 
Yes. Oh, so okay, okay. what they did was anyone that was 18 and not 21 yet could go down to the pier. They couldn't go out in town. They could go down to the pier where it's closed off and there's security and drink. You just, once you drank, mm. you could not leave. <laughs> that was fun to watch. <laughs> there was, oh God, there's so much puke everywhere. It's just unbelievable. Uh, so it's just like a little, a little, uh, a corral, like a little pen of drunk 18 year olds. Yep. And on the pier. we stood there for a little bit and then we're like, nope, we're going out in town. Uh, this is not our scene. <laughs> I'm not cleaning this up. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up, there's, everything is so predatory over there in ports too. We, you ever heard of a buy me drinky bar or oh, yeah, American yeah. bar or something like that? Yep. So for those that don't yeah, buy me drinky, yeah. buy me drinky girls, yeah. dude. So you go over there and a, you know, regular beer Cup company. Exactly. Beer is like three euro. We'll say. I don't know what it is, but you go to a buy me drinky bar, um, a very attractive girl will walk up to you and ask you to buy her a drink and sit out and hang out with you. Um, what you don't know is that at the end, that drink is about 50 euro. <laughs> so yeah. then she I said to brief all our little boots not to do that. Well, we did first and you couldn't, we weren't even allowed in those buy me drinky bars. So the first thing we did was go into a buy me drinky bar and all my friends were also older because I was older. So sergeants, stuff like that. Well, our one buddy knew what we were in for. So he got this, the girl came over and started talking to us. And he was like trying to convince her that he was a plastic surgeon. And he did it. So we got to see this lady's jugs for free because our friend was very clever. <laughs> and then we saw Shore Patrol pop their head in and we just ran out. <laughs> oh, Shore Patrol. Yep. So yeah, those guys. Yeah, those are the ones that kicked me out of Greece, man. <laughs> so yeah it's funny that so the whole buy me drinking girl thing so that's kind of i think i told you before like i, I go go by kobe like yep. my buddies call me kobe so that's kind of how it started was uh so whenever we'd go overseas and we'd end up in town we all used pseudonyms we all used fake names and uh for me uh so i started going by kobe because i always for some reason, every foreign country I've been in, if whenever I say they're like, "Oh, what's your name?" If I when I say, "Oh, oh Kobe," everyone goes, "Oh, Kobe Bryant," and then yeah, they're like, yeah. "Mime that they're shooting a basketball every time." And then after that, they treat me like they think I'm related to Kobe Bryant or something. <laughs> so, spoiler alert! Everywhere because we we yeah <laughs> spoiler alert Kobe yeah, dead. Well, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, so I guess now I'm the only one, but. <laughs> there can only be one but uh just don't get in a helicopter bro. sorry man yeah yeah oh man have you did you ever do the helo dunker I, the helo i never got to but man did i want to oh the, i did the heat training oh that's, that's what it's the less fun version was, of that yeah i was trying to explain you were talking, talking about the rollover it. thing yeah i f couldn't remember what it was called heat training that's right that's what it is yeah uh, you where you're like flack and a simulate MRAP lots of bruises over yeah yeah. <laughs> oh man I, yeah. Just, they just beat the shit out of us whenever they had the chance yeah for sure yeah it, uh, <laughs> man I, yeah there's so many things like that where it's like looking back like this mm -hmm. we did not do things the smart way I don't think so <laughs> We, we did it, we did it the way things had to be done quickly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, but a lot of the things I got to do, you know, you wouldn't have gotten to do as a civilian. 
Like, um, I yeah. got, oh, for so sure. I told yeah. you I went on emergency leave. I got launched mm -hmm. off the catapult because that's, I had to go longer than a oh, hero from, could from carry. The ship. Yeah. So oh, I got wow. launched off the catapult. What and, did that feel uh, like? I landed in Oman. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Um, so my XO, who was a fighter pilot, was sitting next to me because he had some stuff to do too. And he's got, a, he's got his iP you know, iPod headphones in. He's not even worried about it because that's what he does for a living. But they brief us. We get our horse collar on, which is a crude little inflatable thing if you hit the water. Um, mm. And then they brief you. You're going to feel about five seconds of pull. So you got to cross your hands and grab onto your seatbelt and hold on for about five seconds because that's how long the pull is going to be. They didn't tell mm. me about the clearing turn. So I hold through the pole and I'm like, sweet, this is an awesome feeling. Like I've never felt anything like this in my life. I'm on a catapult in the carrier. And then the pole stops, right? Right. So I, I let go. I'm like, sweet, we're we're calm now. And then he makes the clearing turn, which is a very heavily banked turn at a decent speed. So all my blood is going down from my brain. It's starting to go to pinholes. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know about this. Oh. And I glance over and my XO is just still bobbing his head on the iPod, like not even Karen. <laughs> I was not ready for that, but no, that was cool as hell. I suggest anyone wow. do it if you get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you're on the show. Hell yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah. I never did that. That's uh, <laughs> That sounds pretty exciting. Like a, a badass carnival ride. It sure was. Sure was. Landing in Oman was weird because we got off and it's a weird air base. It's in the middle of nowhere. So I get off onto the tarmac mm. or concrete and then uh, there's nothing. There's a couple of buildings and then sand everywhere. Like, why, why do we exist here? I don't know. <laughs> Must be something. So is, is uh, an American um, flight line or uh, airstrip? Uh, yeah, it's joint. So I went from there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. From there, we fueled up the COD, which is what they call the plane. And um, then we went off and landed in Kuwait. And then we took the big plane from Kuwait for 14 excruciating mm. hours. Oh. Were you in a like a cargo plane, or did you fly civilian? The so the the COD is a cargo plane. They use that to get personnel on and off the ship quickly, along with mail and stuff like that. Gotcha. So that's what we were on. Um, and then in Kuwait, we went to the international airport and got on a seven seventy seven or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. That's probably the scariest part of my Oof. my friggin' time in the military, because <laughs> uh, it was just me and two other. Was that flight? Well, in being in the airport. Because I know I'm in Kuwait, you know I really have uh, nothing to friggin' worry about. But it's the first time yeah. being there, and I'm surrounded by everyone that's you know Middle Eastern and speaking languages that seem a little dangerous at the time. I don't know what to think, but I'm in an airport, so I'm cool. And then right. all of a sudden, this kid comes out. Of, he just makes a beeline right for me. I'm like, oh, this is how it ends, son of a bitch. <laughs> and he walks up and he hands me this pamphlet in Arabic that I can't read, but it's for a water park. And he says some things to me. And I'm like, is this got anthrax on it? I don't know. <laughs> but it was, it was a little scary. That's the scariest I got. But also, it was great because I got my stuff turned and treated like a tourist uh, when I came back. So I had to cross over in Kuwait again. And when I came back, they flipped all my stuff. They treated me like you would think, like I was a terrorist. <laughs> they held me in the back, dumped all my stuff out of my sea bag. Searched everything I had and then just walked oh, wow. off. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> this is how it feels. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yep. No, that was interesting. Dang. 
And I Man. couldn't take pictures either. I was in the airport trying to take pictures of stuff. They're like, no, you can't take pictures of anything. I guess it's illegal there. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, I guess at American Air Force you can take. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. Were you, were you the only one? I don't know. Maybe it's just there was There was only three of us. There was only three Americans in the place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all boots. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Everybody's watching. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, a great minority at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the flight really sucked because you see on those big planes, you get a nice TV and stuff. And they're, you know, the longer the flight, the better the accoutrements you get, I guess. But right. me being who I was, I took the exit aisle because, you know, I'm going to be a hero or whatever. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll take it, whatever. Um, I didn't know. See, because the exit aisle doesn't have a TV. There's nothing in front of it. Oh, right? wow. So yeah, I spent yeah. that whole flight forcing myself to sleep. Um, and then when I got off, I looked at my armrest and pulled it up, and there's a fucking TV on my armrest that I could have watched <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated myself uh, a little bit for that. But I guess you, you have Plus, to every announcement, room, right? every, Oh, yeah. Every announcement, though, was... English and then very quiet Arabic right after. So it was odd because <laughs> you hear, please fasten your seatbelts. And then <laughs> for like 15 seconds too long. Like, how does that translate? I only know Yala and Imshi. That's all they taught us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did you yeah. have to do? So you were the Intel. Did you have to do the questions um, where you write down? quiz questions if you're ever captured and they have to come rescue you and you're only supposed to you're supposed to give those answers back uh so when you get a clearance maybe maybe i i don't remember you well you were what was your mos because i didn't is it crypt, were you crypto lingo or something yeah nerds. yeah bunch of nerds yeah, big time nerds, man. Like it was so, yeah, yeah. It, I there's so many the level the level of nerdiness is I can't even just well, okay, I can describe it this way. Okay. At, at my last duty station, so it was a it was a joint base because mm -hmm. um, like all the services, but uh, there was a Quidditch team. That's how nerdy. What? <laughs> you know, like from from Harry Potter, yeah. And I found out at, we we're at formation, and one of the kids came out and made an announcement. He's like, "Yeah, we're holding tryouts for the the Marine Corps Quidditch team," and I was so furious. <laughs> Did you call him a quaffle and walk away? I was like, "How how is this, how is this allowed?" No, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, "I just I can't deal with this." this is... <laughs> Hey man, we need those nerds in that area though, because that's that's a very important job, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very yeah. So the a lot of the stuff the so the, before that duty station, I was it's when I was in Hawaii. So I was at a mm -hmm. um, you know, but we did a lot of greenside stuff. We actually did deployments and stuff. So coming oh, yeah. from there, like we all felt we we just looked down on all, everyone else that were just like regular mm -hmm. analysts. We're just, <laughs> oh, you fucking pokes. You know what I mean? Like we're I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Pokes, but. We looked down on them. And we're like, you fucking analyst pogs. And uh, yeah. so I came. So when I came to that duty station, I was looking around. I was like, I cannot believe this is 
this is a real these are marines this is ridiculous <laughs> but uh, at the same time these people were fucking geniuses like the stuff that they could do yeah but like incredible like mm-hmm. so the people that get out and then they get like crazy good jobs and stuff but exactly so, i mean i wouldn't yeah. hang out i wouldn't hang out with them but i appreciate the work that they do <laughs> that's um that was like me and contracting too they're contracting specialists are the nerds of supply basically because they Uh, they're the ones that negotiate the contracts between the vendors and suppliers for the services and goods that units need so you know before it goes to sip or whatever we have to buy it right right right. so we're basically just i'm sure that translates well to like big time man that was my first job was contract manager when i got out um also oh, you're oh cool you're able to transition right in yeah yeah and if you if you stay in you get your bachelor's you do what you're supposed to you get your qualifications you can immediately get out and make six figures as a gs in the same job guaranteed nice 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 but i got i got bored with it man like a lot of things <laughs> it was super fun yeah <laughs> because you got to be investigative you got to figure out all through these thousands of pages of regulations which ones apply based on you know the cost price whatever where you're at what you're getting so you get to dive into it really deep but the reason one of the big reasons i lat moved there was to deploy more because they are contingency so they're supposed to be out there doing stuff and then everything drew down and we weren't going anywhere i was like this sucks man (laughs) yeah so i i lost interest uh, like a jerk probably turned into a shit bag and then luckily moved on to something greater which was motorcycle safety (laughs) <laughs> but I, I got as much, oh, yeah. yeah, I got as much information as I could in the contracting community because that is useful information to have, to be that observant of every little period. It's good stuff. Right. So, so the motorcycle set, was that like a, a billet that you had? Yep. Or? Uh, so it's the fleet assistance okay. program. It's a FAP. Um, and I was, oh, okay. Oh, cool, yeah. Cool. So you know where they send all the shit bags is to S4, right? The ones with legal problems or med holds, they usually just send them to S4 and they become chaff to do whatever the hell they want with. Well, they sent me to S4. (laughs) Um, And that was actually the end. But before that, no, let me think. Yep. So this was when you were waiting for your your med board? Exactly. This is my last year. Um, Uh, Okay. Okay. And so I'm sitting in S4, you know, doing my, I got the rest of my little shit bags that we got to go around and, you know, paint things or fix things, stuff like that. Um, and then I guess somebody, one of my Lance corporals wanted to ride a motorcycle. So I got to take this course. So, and she knew that I rode and raced motorcycles. So I took her to the safety office and walked her in. I said, this girl wants to get a bike and um, I need her, you know, to show that she can actually handle a motorcycle because she's my Marine and I don't want to friggin' lose her to this dumb shit. So he asked me, he's like, well, what, what are your qualifications? I'm like, well, I see I race. I got this, I got this. He's like, why don't you teach this stuff? And then from there, you know, he found out where my command was as a civilian oh, wow. and they yanked me out to go work for him. So that's how they just gave me a little orders, fleet assistance program. And dude, that was the greatest part of my Marine Corps career was that little bit motorcycle safety. Wow. That's cool. That's yeah. Like, uh, that's pretty crazy. A little like golden nugget. You got to slide right in. Dude. Yeah. So, and I also did the gym duty too. So for those that don't know, if you're in the fat program and you get fapped to a gym, um, usually you're not a shit bag. That's what they reward people with is to go work at the gym and chill. You can lift. You don't have to report in every day, blah, blah, blah. So I did that too for a little bit, but um, mm. 
mostly when it got to the motorcycle part, then I felt I was actually making an impact. I was changing people. I was keeping these young Marines that are idiots and likely going to go die alive a little bit longer. It's like the reason they care about it so much is because if you look at the statistics, we lose way more arm, you know, active duty service members to motorcycle accidents than combat. Always. It's always been that way. And it's dumb. That's the the government spent millions of dollars on you (laughs) and you're just going to go waste it on a motorcycle and die. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. You don't have yeah. to die. You like you can learn how to ride it without dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But I just yeah, that's... while I was in in the motorcycle safety part, we I got to see all the reports that come in. So all the uh, casualty reports for motorcycle accidents, we got to see. So I saw them all. Oh just, damn. That's every single one when I read through, I I can pick out oh. exactly what they did wrong. <laughs> Man, well, hopefully they. Yeah. Whenever you left someone, they got someone that was able to fill in after that. Well, I don't think they did, but not someone that actually cared like I did, to be honest. Except there's two civilians that run the office, so those guys mm. do care tremendously. I'm still friends with them. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's a very passionate group of people. They get very upset when you. Um, I guess they're, they're passionate about what they do, which is keeping me Marines alive, sailors alive, active duty. Right. Alive. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good thing to be passionate about. Dude. Yeah. Plus I got to teach on Coronado, man. You want to talk about beautiful? Whoa. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is so I you was supposed to go out there, but beautiful man. And every time I rode out there, I had to ride over the bridge, you know, that went over the ocean and I got to see the uh, mm. USS Midway and stuff. It was cool. I saw a man, lot of awesome yeah. stuff. In motorcycle safety days, it's cool. Damn. So do you, uh, I get you said you still keep in touch with them, and uh, I got I met you still uh, ride and whatnot yeah. today. No, that's um that's another podcast in itself. Actually, um, I ended up I was a contract manager here in Pennsylvania for the program, um, and I learned while I was looking around at things going on, that the mission of the company was not what I thought it was, what they portray. They became more interested in making a buck and how they were going to do it rather than training riders the correct way. So eventually I'd had enough of it and they didn't listen to me. They didn't change anything. So I said, you know what? You're doing this on your own. I'm out. Bye-bye. So a lot of people um, hate me for that, but there's a few people that know why Mm. I did it. Right. I mean, that shit made waves I mean, from coast to coast. I was being talked about, you know, East Coast oh, really? all the way to Cali. Yeah, dude. And in Canada. Oh, wait. So this uh, is this your, your motorcycle episode you talk about? You well, talk yeah, about I don't I don't get into that. Um, okay. I try to keep that because <laughs> there's that's the legal stuff that I can't get into. There's uh, yeah, that, yeah, a bunch of NDAs. And was... yeah, but that's where yeah. I learned that bureaucracy yeah, is that. a it's. Oh. Fuck bureaucracy. Fuck it. There. Yeah. Right. You can bleep it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, I don't. I don't edit. So it, it's I, don't, a pro- I don't censor. It's a progress killer, man. It kills the progress of everything. Anything good that could happen gets stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Red tape. Mm-hmm. Uh. But you know what doesn't get stopped? Podcasts. This is so it's so awesome that we can just not be censored at all. And just throw whatever the hell we want to the public and they can listen to it. You know, like 
Yeah. Um, iTunes denied me. I went to, cause you got to promote or um, what is it? Push your RSS feed to different places. And I went to, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Apple and it was under review for like a week. iTunes denied it. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, we cannot accept your podcast. But I was like, what? I screenshotted the email and put it up on my page. Did they say why? No, they don't say why. Huh. Yeah. So it probably didn't. Because, uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing copyrighted in my stuff. So it was Hmm. odd, but if I'm going to give you, if I'm going to get turned uh, on by somebody, I want it to be Apple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, cause, um, yeah, I did the same whenever I did my first episode, I, uh, pushed the art through iTunes and, um, pretty sure i say fuck a lot and yeah. i don't i don't know what i talk about so i don't well, know if I'm, some, I'm willing to bet. if someone like actually listens to it or they must because i think someone listened to my um healthy bullying episode and the <laughs> word i say in the beginning they probably heard that and they're like oh no this can't go on on itunes oh no <laughs> Because a couple of those words, the yeah. the general public is still not okay with, and I don't think ever will be. Huh. Yeah, maybe. I also heard there's something about, like, if as long as you don't do something offensive in the first five minutes, uh, or something like that. Like, as long as as long as you don't like do or say something offensive in the first five minutes, th- mm-hmm. then then you're good. But I think I think maybe that's YouTube. I'm not sure. I don't, that's just something that I think I heard. So oh, well, I'm definitely it's useless. Out. Everything I just said. So <laughs> no, but I'm yeah, offensive in crazy. the first ten seconds, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think isn't that like part of your tagline is? Uh, it's offensive about being offensive. It's probably fucking funny. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's abrasive. It's offensive. Maybe yeah. they hurt. Yeah, they heard. Yeah, they heard that, and they're like, "Ah, oh, no, thank you." Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I mean, it's usually my wife has to preface um, my meeting anyone with, "He seems like an asshole, but he's not." <laughs> Give him a chance, <laughs> because along I just the way I look and walk around, I just look like I'm fucking angry all the time. I generally am, but even when I'm happy, I still look angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that too. You have the the resting bitch face. Is yeah. that what they call it? Yeah, I are, you, it. are we allowed to say that? I guess resting dick face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that That's... a lot. Yeah. But I mean, that that just comes from you know a lot of where I was brought up, the things I did when I was younger. It just yeah. stoic stoicism works best. Yeah, I'm a fan. Actually, uh, damn, I wish I remembered the name of the book. I don't have it, but there's a I don't know. It's the stoic something. I have to look it up. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name, but it has like basically it's daily. Oh, the daily stoic. That's what it's called. Oh. So it has like um, every day of the year. Like so, it's like January first, and then it'll have like a little blurb from like Marcus Aurelius, and then it'll talk about what that means. Hmm. So um, yeah, I try to read that uh, every night before I go to bed, and it's only it's like one page, so it's like five, like a five minute reading thing. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, well, I mean, it's called the Daily Stoic. So there, there's a lot of terms. It talks about different things like oh, don't, how you shouldn't make a big deal about 
little things and how oh it's all stoic sayings and stuff but it's it's interesting oh, I, I need if to get that. that sort of thing check it out i will be yeah i, I can't remember the name of the author but uh the, it's called the the daily stoic yeah because um that's my biggest um what would i it's my achilles heel i guess um hmm. Yeah, the little things. Dude, I will fly off about the smallest thing. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Like somebody yeah. doesn't use your blinker and I'm losing my mind. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, the other song you made. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but at the end you're like, use your fucking turn signal. Yeah, yeah, it's called use your turn signal, I think, yeah. Oh, there we go. Perfect, yeah. But I... Yeah, when I was listening to it, I was cracking up at the end. I was like, oh, man, I... I can uh, I feel like I can picture exactly where the uh, the the inspiration for this came from? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had made the song, and I'm like, oh, you know, it sounds like this big political build-up statement I'm about to make, and I really don't feel like doing that. So I'm like, how can I finish this off? Oh yeah, I'll just put use your fucking turn signal at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was good. I liked it. That's, that cracked me up. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but. I it was at the end. I would laugh. <laughs> it reminded me of, uh, man, I can't remember the name. There was like this old song, or maybe, uh, you're not talking about I sunscreen. Don't know if it was the late you? 90s or early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your like sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Gra- yeah, it's like graduating <laughs> class of yep. 1999. Exactly. Then he, then he goes through and says all this advice. Yeah, that is what I was going for, dude. You nailed it. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, where I pulled it from. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, you yeah, you nailed it then, because that's exactly what I thought of when I heard it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and then with the Dre, the Dream Tokyo. Yeah, I think it's uh, sun, just called sunscreen. But um, the cool. the Dre in Tokyo thing was, you know, I I like Dr. Dre's beats, man. They're they're clean, they're simple, but they're so powerful for some reason. Yeah. And I was like, I want to make one like mm-hmm. that. And then I started playing with this weird instrument, and it made a cool noise. And then it turned into Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> no i like it. yeah i'm gonna figure out a way to incorporate it in because uh oh i think that's what i was saying at the very beginning talking about hugenbach because it's a uh, korean it's, it's romanized korean so that's i like cool i like the the like a, the little ching chongy uh i don't know if that's racist to say let me the little, yeah. the little chopsticky down <laughs> that down. is too though man you <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, i'm half filipino i think i'm allowed to say yeah it, so, so you're good <laughs> It's on your side. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm wearing a ramen shirt. I'm allowed to say it. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, you can use it. Oh, I wanted to mention you. So, you're um, you sent me a request on Instagram, right? It sat there for a long time, because I'm like, is this a scammer? Because <laughs> I saw your name, uh. and then I had the Korean next to it. I'm like, whoa! I get a lot of these things. I don't know if I trust this. And then when you sent me the message, I was like, oh, oh, he's cool. Oh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I associate, you know, Korean when I see Korean writing or I guess what would you call yeah. it, script? I don't know, something. I always equate it to, you ever yeah. see those little signs on the side of the road that are just in Korean in weird places and it's for like a small Korean church in the middle of nowhere? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those signs always weird me out, man. Because <laughs> it's like in the middle of, like Pennsylvania. I'm, de- I'm desensitized to it, I guess, yeah. yeah. No, Koreans are super Christian. Yeah. They love Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. They really love So there's Korean churches mm-hmm. everywhere. They love Jesus some for some reason. I think because they're really shame-based kind of society. They love hierarchy and they love shame. 
and that kind of works. It with certainly would make them feel better. Christianity really well, yeah. And they also like to, uh, you know, uplift and uh, positive things. I feel like I'm shitting on Christianity, but that's not what I'm trying to do. Oh, no, of course not. Unless you live in North Korea, that's different. <laughs> oh, they're not Christian, <laughs> definitely. They don't. They don't like Jesus at all. Kim Jong is God. Oh, <laughs> have you seen the, the movie? Uh, the, the, interview? the interview. Hell yeah, yeah, I have. Like three times. Oh, it's so they nail so many things. Like I, I really appreciate it because as someone that studied Korean for a long time, and I can mm-hmm. say they nailed like the fucking North Korean satire so well. Like it's Good. like the part where they're like they're like to America, <laughs> kill them all. <laughs> it's and the funny they did in their uh, like their news, their songs, their propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's always they sound like the imperial, the uh, American imperials or the evil. It's yeah it's they're so it's so spot on like mm-hmm. north korea is crazy i've been to the pamunjan to the <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell this real quick so i almost vomited in front of north koreans mm-hmm. because we, we had gone out the night before we got hammered oh. and then we went to we went to pamunjan the uh at the dmz the little tourist the little blue buildings where you go and the dmz the 38th parallel is right there Oh, okay. So you can go inside and you can stand in North and South Korea at the same time. Uh-huh. And the North Koreans, they're on that, their side and they stand there and they watch with their binoculars and look at you. <laughs> and the South Korean soldiers are on the other side and they stand there. And they're like super like, they're like the, the Buckingham Palace guys yeah. that they don't move. They just stand there and they don't move. Maybe they're cardboard, so, who knows? Oh, they're real because they, they move <laughs> around, but... The North Korean ones, I wouldn't be surprised if they had cardboard dudes over there. Because right. like a lot of their buildings is just the front and then exactly. the back is all fake. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I get there and I'm up, I'm standing there and I'm hungover as fuck. And I'm just forcing that. You know, when you get that, uh, it's like you get the stomach cramp that you know mm-hmm. you're going to puke. You get a stomach cramp and then you get that real weird Warm sour water. taste in your mouth that goes. Oh, yeah. The bile. Yeah, and I'm just like, and I can just feel it. And I'm it's coming. Like, oh, it's coming. I'm just forcing <laughs> it. And I'm at, and I'm looking around. We get off the bus and we walk in there and I'm looking around. I'm like, there's no bathroom. There's no uh, trash cans. I was like, what? If I have to puke, what am I going to do? Because mm. they take you like in a file and they walk you around. Because it's like, it's a really tense area. Oh, it's I can like, imagine. They're, you know, at, they're at an armistice. It's like, yeah. If the war starts, this is where it's gonna happen. So oh, it's yeah. super tense. <laughs> and uh so I'm standing there and uh I oh we're walking around and I'm f- f- like forcing this puke down. And then all of a sudden I'm standing and one of my buddies he's in front of me, he goes to turn around to say something, and I just go mm-hmm. and I f- throw up in my mouth, just oh. full cheeks like that full. A little bit goes squirts out on my lip like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dude he turns around and he goes. And I see him go like this to say, he's like, hey. And then he just looks and he sees my mouth. And he's like, <laughs> and he just turns around. He's like, I want nothing to do with this. He just turns around. So I'm standing there with puke in my mouth and I'm looking. Mm-hmm. I see the fucking South Korean, the North Koreans. And I'm like, this is going to be a fucking international incident. I'm going to puke all over the fucking border between North and South Korea. <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, nope. And I power through and I just go, mm-hmm. and I nope. fucking swallow it back down. I just pour that. And I just swallow and I'm like, no, not today, not me. Been there, man. I'm not going to be the safety brief. 
That's and, a fucking uh, ream right there. Avoiding that international <laughs> incidents by swallowing his own vomit. <laughs> and the weird thing is, after I did that, I was good. My stomach, after that, I felt fine. Because I think my body was like, we got to get this out. And they, they you just got tricked it out. It. And then I went back down. <laughs> yeah, I tricked it. Yeah, I was just like, rerouted it. And then after that, I was good. Then your body was but, like, oh, uh, this is food now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah thank god oh but yeah that was so close oh man almost that's in fucking north korean so that's was, an interesting oof. story dude I, i've never heard anything like that <laughs> yeah and luckily you didn't because i i swallowed on my puke so <laughs> <laughs> like i said man. man it's that's why they call us crayon eaters sometime right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help but oh, man. In dumb situations yeah and we get out too somehow sometimes yep. you know it's uh because uh, we're able to roll with the punches man that, but... yeah oh yeah it was about korean and the Definitely. language or something yeah oh yeah and you said you messaged and then you saw the the korean on yep. there yep all right so we're gonna uh, rene- this episode is gonna be called tangent wrangling <laughs> it just mean you wrangling our tangents. Pretty, yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, we probably started like 30 or 40 different uh lines of thought. Oh, and yeah. I'm not sure if we finished that. Good luck them, titling but, this. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll, that'll probably do a tangent wrangling, something like that. <laughs> how do you uh how do you edit your stuff? Uh, uh I don't. Like so far I cuz I usually I just sit down I mm-hmm. talk, and then when I run out of things to say, I, uh, well, so the audio ones, when I do audio, I just fucking upload the audio, mm-hmm. but there's some where I made some graphics, because uh, I put it on YouTube. Yeah, the episode uh, with your so buddy. I use, uh, what is this called? Reaper software. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to tell the story about <laughs> where you got, when we made the fucking airman cry, or the air person. <laughs> Fucking air person. Air They're such babies. They're <laughs> such babies. Hey, that's another podcast in itself, the man. Biggest my, fucking babies. My sister is yeah. retired master sergeant from the Air Force, so we we've had many conversations about that stuff. It's funny, but one thing she does say is she never received more respect than when a Marine had to deal with her. She did say that. Yeah, yeah. Is they you know they yeah. went to parade rest. She said the whole nine yards. I'm like, yeah, that's just what we do. You were higher rank. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out like that Air Force staff sergeants are like mm-hmm. nobody. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's like all their ranks and their ribbons, it's like they just um, give them. They get just it's like you get it. You they just receive just them for issued being a there. fruit salad when they get out. Yeah. They have these huge <laughs> stacks and they're so proud of it. And some of them I think I think they get a ribbon for graduating boot camp. Like they literally uh, get a ribbon for boot camp. Yeah, they get a ribbon for qualifying with a rifle too, or shooting it, or something like that. <laughs> I touched the gun. Give yeah, the basically, I think. But I mean, the only reason I don't get deep into talk, you know, I'll talk shit about the Air Force all day long because they're easy to talk shit about. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah, where I stop is people like um, that say there's no, you know, Air Force is stupid. They're all pansies. No, they're not. Um, they've got paratroopers that are certified badasses, oh, the, man. The PJs. Yeah, the parajumpers, they're they're badasses. The um I think the they call them fax or JTACs. Can't remember what it is. JTAC, yeah. JTAC, yeah. 
Um, they're badasses too. Actually, our, our CO, um, well, during deployment, saved uh, a unit. Actually, everyone died in the fire team except for the JTAC because the JTAC was still there calling in, you know, air support um, against the machine gun entrapment or entrenchment that was across the way from him. And my CO went over, flew over, lit him up, blew him up. And then they played the audio and had him at our mess night after deployment. And he stood up and talked about it and they played the, the radio transmission. And then when the transmission went silent because he passed out from his injuries, just there's goosebumps yeah. on me right now. Like, Oh, Holy it was like, shit. okay. And I am done saying that all oh, everybody in the air force is a pussy. Cause this guy is badass. <laughs> yeah. He lost his, he <laughs> well, lost his whole team. None of them survived, but him. Fuck. That's crazy. I'll, got, I'll, he, okay. I'll caveat it with, I don't count any, you know, special forces guy. That's, I don't count them. Oh, don't regular. don't worry about it, man. Like, don't worry about Navy, it. <laughs> Navy SEALs are not sail. I mean, they are sailors, but they're not. You know, Marsaka. They're in the oh, military, yeah. but they're a whole other thing. They're so, different animals altogether. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's also they actually do shit. They're not mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> Air Force, but but also no. There are. I had some uh, friends out in there, so they're they're not all fucking bitches, but. Uh, no, but damn, general. and also just because I'm a marine, I like to talk exactly. About them. The reason why we talk shit about them so much is because they have so much money. It's ridiculous the amount of money they have. Oh, <laughs> they, oh their yes. chow halls, everything is beautiful. Oh, oh my god, they have in their chow halls. Have you ever eaten? <laughs> Hold on, for anybody, if you if anyone watches this, his reaction should tell you everything right now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> They literally have people that come and take your tray. So chow hall is a cafeteria. Mm -hmm. When you finish eating in, in a Marine Corps chow hall, you take your tray and go, you dump it, and you put it away. In the yep. Air Force one, you leave it on the table. They have servants come and pick up your tray <laughs> for you and throw away your garbage. Okay. Servants. And that's the Air Force chow hall. They, yeah. yeah, they have paid fucking, they have butler staff yep. to take care of them. We and had they also, they, they don't get charged their... Um, uh, what's BAS? Their basic, uh, their food allowance. Yeah. And if they go to the chow hall, then it gets taken out of their paycheck. The Marines, it just gets taken out automatically. Period. Whether you yeah. eat at the chow hall or not, it comes right out of your paycheck. Air Force, they're like, oh well, if you didn't eat there, I guess you needed to, your money to go eat somewhere. So it's like they get per diem. This is why I talk shit about them. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're very deserving uh, of the shit that does get talked about them. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, but, hey, I mean, they, they got do the have money. a purpose. They they do have jobs, but yeah, these little pampered babies. So if, yep. if you're thinking about joining the military and you yeah. like uh, a nice lifestyle, definitely go to the Air Force. Oh, yeah. they have they have uh, air conditioning in their boot camp uh, in boot camp tents. My oh, wow. buddy, we both grew up. Our dads were both in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So he, he I talked shit about the Air Force, and he laughs because he's like, yeah, yeah. He he went to the Air Force just because he was going to get more money. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's a complete reason why. Like his dad, Marine Corps officer, his younger brother, Marine Corps officer. And he was like, I'm going to do reserves and I want money. So I'm going to do the Air Force. So mm -hmm. that, that was his decision to do that. So I, I support it. And he's also not a bitch. He's a fuck. He's a tough dude. Yeah. And uh, but I asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the when they go to their field for mm -hmm. a, a week or three days or whatever it is, they have air conditioned tents. They live in like the, the big field tents and they have air conditioning. I was like, holy wow. fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that, see, welcome to the reason that we talk shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they are smarter. I mean, it, that's definitely for sure. Than and this, their chicks are definitely hotter. Whatever. That's why. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some my buddy, his girlfriend asked about like what service has, like how do you rank the women? Air Force number every time, one. every number time. one, hands down. I think the only people down. that wouldn't say yeah, that are ones in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, cause there are legitimate models in the Air Force. Like yeah. there, I met more than one girl that was like fucking up an actual mod, like not like a walkway model, but like they mm-hmm. did like fucking magazines and shit. Yep. They're fucking hot chicks in the Air Force. Hey, Marines have them too, though, dude. Looking dudes if, if that's a... <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. My buddy said second is the Marines because uh, Marines work out all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like fit, hot chicks. But I mean, it's kind of like the spectrum because then there's also like. Oh, you're you're ta- you're going into an area chicks, that we could but... talk about for hours and hours. Like, don't get me started on <laughs> fighter pilots and their wives. That's that's confusing in its uh... own. I don't understand it. I spent a long time in a squadron, and these badass fighter pilots all had trolls for wives. What? Oh, really? Yeah, all of them. Like, I think one of them had a hot wife. I'm like, dude, you are an elite fighter pilot that flies Mach 2 sometimes, I guess. What? Yeah, what are you right, doing? Oh, uh, well, but so were their wives usually pretty uh, cool and down to earth, though? Like, pretty... No. No, no they're no, no. not. No, those uh, are okay. Hilo pilots' wives. That's different. <laughs> Oh, they have cool eyes. Okay. Helo pilots are cool in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's something I noticed too. But, and I also, I want to say for in the Marine Corps, usually like there's always like gunnies with super hot wives, but they're fucking yes. nuts. They're always yeah. Nuts. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's oh god. You're right about that. You were right. But I did serve with a legit model. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I went to PA school with her, and I actually got she worked at the office next to me. Uh, we got stationed at the same IPAC for a bit. Mm. You probably, she was in Maxim, hometown hotties and shit. Shannon Erkey. Oh, uh, interesting. I'm going to have to look her up then. Here, um, just I H R K E. I H R K E. Yep. Wait, You'll so you, you're both, you're both named Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll, I mean, because she made it in Maxim um, just after I had, you know, gotten done with Buford. So she kind of, I don't know, next couple of years after that, she got huge. I really don't know what she's doing now, but she did that. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. To look out then. Just see, when I saw her in Maxim, I'm like, wait, I ran like formation runs with this chick and she got us in trouble a few times. I know this chick. <laughs> got in trouble for falling out? No, no, no. Uh-uh. No, she's oh, fit. Okay. She's fit. For, for other oh, reasons. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, hot chick reasons, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Tracking. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk crap about her. So it's just, yeah, it's just yeah, the way yeah. life no, goes, yeah. man. That's just part of it. <laughs> no, yeah. If no, you got yeah, an extremely good-looking chick in your platoon, you're going to get in trouble. Trouble's coming somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be how it happens. Uh, <laughs> for the Navy, this... <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say I did know so I did know some Navy models, but they were dudes and they modeled in gay magazines. Oh so, no! <laughs> I mean they're they're good looking dudes, but uh, well, yeah, I remember we we would go to this party or uh, this house because they lived off base. So there's one house, the Navy house, and they always had fucking banging parties. Like this is the first time I ever heard, learned about uh you know ABC parties, ABC uh, anything but clothes, where you basically like 
you make an <laughs> outfit out of like duct tape or I know what you're talking like about. We yeah. went some like one of the people wore like a just like a, a Korean flag wrapped around their waist. So mm-hmm. we went uh, went to those, and so they always had crazy parties at their house. And uh, like in the bathroom, there's a magazine, like a like a naked dude on there. And we're looking at him like, wait a minute, this is that motherfucker. And the dude, <laughs> he drove an Audi. Like he would go and uh, so he modeled, and then he would go and he uh, worked at like a, a male strip club, uh, in uh, I can't remember somewhere. It was California, but he would he on was the weekend he would go. And this dude was balling. Yeah, yeah. fucking oh, yeah. balling. Oh man. I was like, good for you, man. I, mm-hmm. I think I, I I feel like if I could make that much money dancing naked in front of dudes <laughs> and they're not touching me, I think who who could say no to that? But he, I mean, he was gay too, exactly. so it was cool for him. Oh, the, actually, there was another guy who said he wasn't, but he still did it. He said he was mm-hmm. straight, but he still did all that stuff. But they're making yeah. bank. So I was like, yeah. damn, good for you, man. There's several Fuck straight guys it. in gay porn too. It's just they see the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Actually, I met a dude. Uh, <laughs> this is a whole. No- I can do a whole nother episode about. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, uh, I was working on becoming adult film producer, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went to Florida and I uh, worked, met some people. And uh, there's this one guy. You can look. I think his name is Lance Hart. I think is his name, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so when I met him, he was like, he's like, yeah, I don't do. Gay. He was doing feet, like foot fetish stuff with. Dudes. Oh, okay. And but he he was like, I'm not gay, but you know the money's really good. He's like, so he's like, you know, sometimes business, you, you just go where the money is and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. now he does like full full gay porn, so he must be making a lot of money. But he's got a yeah, lot of those shirts and say, heart, I'm pretty sure. I'm not gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he does. He bangs. Fucking hot shit. I've seen some of his porn where, uh, like, he bang, like uh, he, he might have even done some with, like, Sarah J. He's done, like, he does, Dang. like, legitimate shit, too. So, it's like, good for you, That's man. That's crazy, man. Cali. Cali's the place to go for that. That's a lot. The Marines get stationed out there. It's like their whole world just blows up. Yeah. Because they come from these little podunk towns. Yeah. And then it's like, whoa, what? You can have sex with that? <laughs> some weird stuff up there, man. <laughs> Did you have you ever gotten an, uh, a, a number from a stripper? Yeah, actually, yeah. Like a legit, um, like you called her after and it worked. Um, I hooked up with the stripper. Wow. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Damn, my, good for you. Uh, it's, a, it's a long story, but my buddy. I've heard, I've had buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It was she I'm was a friend of my buddy, and um, we went to a concert, and. Um, if my ex-wife listens to this, she's going to get the spoiler alert now, but <laughs> yeah. So we went out, went to this concert. You already divorced, right? So, uh, no, not at that point. And this is, I'll be, this oh, is no, the I mean, only like right now though. You're divorced oh, not... now. Yeah. No, me and her divorced now. Um, but oh, this okay. is the you only time I ever cheated on my wife though. After the, like the 8 million times she did it to me, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. And my friend also knew this. That's why he invited the stripper yeah. along with us to this concert. And I mean, she's hot, dude. The whole nine yards, the fake boobs, the tattoos, hot stripper. And um, and then I ended up hooking up with her. But, you know, I was used to strippers because my sister was a stripper. So I kind of grew up around it. Oh, okay, okay. Man, you're probably (laughs) super good with talking to ladies then. (laughs) Well, no, that was because I was Jehovah's Witness. Whole different story. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, I was a Mormon missionary, so. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, that I was interested in that when you and your friend were talking about it. Um, because I was a Jehovah's Witness for eight years from like my formative years, you know, from eight to 18, wow. basically, just about. Oh, yeah. So you didn't no. celebrate birthdays? Or and that's the shitty Christmas part. I had up until I was down. around eight to 10, you know, right in between there. Up to that point, Christmas, birthdays, all that stuff. And then boom, no more. Santa's not real and you don't get birthdays. So you got you got a you got a taste of it and then it just yep. yanked it away. Those are the mm -hmm. best years too. Like eight eight years old, you still yeah. believe in well, Santa. You've done it once. Probably to like you got a couple couple more years. Yeah. But yeah, it's I I know all the background stuff and the crappy stuff you hear about Jehovah's Witnesses is true. Ninety percent of the time. Mm. Damn. Oh wait, but your stripper story. Did you finish? Um that? yeah, I hooked up with a stripper. My buddy I didn't know she was. Did I know she? Tell me, tell me slowly. Okay, well I could. You see, about a year before that, I'd gone to his house and I saw this girl's note. No, I had seen her there before. I wasn't quite sure what the deal was, but found out that night she was a stripper. After I banged her, yes. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, man. And then I went and saw her where she worked a little ways after that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, ah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> I've already seen all this. Never mind. You're like, ah, yeah. Why am I gonna? I already had. What is it? The saying? So why are you gonna buy the, buy the milk when you had the cow or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds offensive, but don't buy the whole cow when you can get the milk for free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, there's the Jehovah Witness. How did, uh, mm -hmm. like one of your parents decided to do that or? How did that, how yeah, did that um, work out? You're probably going to have to split this up into two episodes now. Um, no, so we're I won't at, get too far into Oh, yeah, it. we're at like 245. That's, we'll, we'll cut it off here in a second. Okay, I'll hours. just uh, tell you real quickly. My my dad never was Joe's witness. Totally against it. Didn't want to do it. I don't know how that okay. worked, but it was very violent for a long time. It doesn't work out. My mom you know, was looking for something, I guess. Joe's witness came to the door, and she's like, oh, there's the answer. Now I'm going to do it. And she dove into it and she asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was a little kid. I'm like, yeah, this seems fun. It's different. Yay. Uh, and then my dad looked at me and he's like, all right, you can do this. But if you do, you're in it until you're 18. You can't get out. I was like, Damn. yeah. And I'm a little kid. I'm like, okay, cool. What my dad taught me that was. When you were eight? Yeah. I didn't know what Jeez. I was doing, but my dad taught me. Yeah. Very young. You're sticking, you're sticking through this all the way. And I mm. did. Um, I got this fellowship when I was 18. Kicked out the door. Hey, I got this fellowship from the Mormon church. So hey, yeah, Man, we're fucking, we're such, we're just parallel to each other so much. We got, we got our own club. We should make the disfellowshippers. <laughs> yeah. That's a very specific, yeah, very niche club. Yeah, there'll be about ten. Uh, of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's probably a ton. I it just takes a, a long time for them. They don't speak out about stuff like that. It's like um, Leah Remini coming out about. Uh, Scientology. Oh yeah, Scientology. They don't do it. They just the big people yeah. that can make a difference stay quiet. Yeah, I don't. I've never. Have, have you met any like real life Scientologists? I I, I don't think I have. N not I'm that I knew. Too. Not that I knew. But I not did. That... In Hollywood, have you you been to Hollywood? No, I don't think so. Well, in Hollywood, there's a giant Maybe church of Scientology. Okay, but it's right yeah, there on the strip, man. Right on the strip, and Isn't they're standing the out there. One? I th I think probably. they have the library of L. Ron Hubbard in there. 
I so I just walked by it very up. quickly. <laughs> like, don't make eye contact. Don't talk. <laughs> by snatched and dragged it. Oh god, I was yeah. terrified. <laughs> but just, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long for things like that, you know, especially when they sit you down before you get in and they make you tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. Hello, that's what a sociopath does to control people. <laughs> but that's like yeah. the first thing they do is you got they interview you and they get all this dirt on you, I guess. I don't know. Damn. I mean, it's I guess it's a good deal if you're like uh, Tom Cruise, but <laughs> yeah, if you're Tom Cruise, John Travolta making a ton of sucks. money off it. You know, if you because it's yeah. it's all money. Everybody else sounds like it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, I've that's listened what... to some of the Leah Ramini stories, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, it's more money, more money. That's all it is, is more money. It's the more money you have, the better you are, and the more beneficial it is to you. You And just like Joe has witnessed in Mormonism, um, as long as you stay within that clique, you've got guaranteed work. You know, you never have to worry about that. You've always got a job because someone will always hire you. Um, You know, it's like a little family to keep everything small. For Jehovah's Witnesses, is there like paid clergy in there or kind kind of so or do people hire like you're saying about keeping keeping jobs or whatever oh yeah so you know like when you got the teenage kid that needs a job and if you're jehovah's witness there's Mm -hmm. like 10 people that have companies they'll hire you right up no big deal it's a great inside Uh, group okay you know that always will work out for you if you get on board with them you'll always have work and you you won't be struggling and be poor that's for sure um but it comes at a great cost, I guess. You know, you end up isolated yeah. from the world and stuff and all stuff I didn't understand when I was a kid, but I do now. Oh, and the, the yeah. work thing. So you yeah. can be paid. There's um, a place in New York, which oddly is where most of these religions pop up from. But there is, mm. it's called Bethel, I think. But it's a giant college. It's like the central base of Jehovah's Witnesses. So you can do a mission. It's like a missionary. You um. go there for a couple couple years they you study they teach you things and you can get paid to work you know producing the magazines the little pamphlets and stuff like that so you can't get paid interesting crazy part kingdom hall economy the kingdom halls that they make which is their church they will build an entire kingdom hall start to finish in like a week dude like no crap i'm not even it's crazy i went on three of them i think different kingdom hall builds and they go up in an insanely amount of it's just so fast a week for an entire building you serious so the the members build it yeah all the members build it because they all have professions um you know kind of like masons and stuff like that they've all got professions so they just use them and they're all willing to do work for jehovah so yeah yeah interesting yep huh yeah i had no idea i didn't i don't think i've ever uh like sat down and talked with a jehovah's witness ever I mean, I've Crazy, just man. seen the, you know, the people walking around handing out pamphlets and stuff, but. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's what, oh, this all started. That's how I got good with girls <laughs> because <laughs> when I, because I was a kid and I was doing service is what they call it. So you got to go out and you got to try and sell the religion to people that don't even want their, their face near you. <laughs> Get right, away from right. my porch at nine o'clock on a Sunday, dude, little kid. Yep. yep. And they, they habitually use kids um, to get people to open the doors because they feel bad for kids. Oh, I'll listen to the kid. That is a tactic, uh, bro. So I was taught smart. very young. Yeah. I was taught how to give talks because 
I think, th- 12 years old, I was given talks to the congregation on a little couple of scriptures, but they mm-hmm. teach you how to speak publicly. So I had no problem going up to a girl that thought I was the ugliest person in the world and trying. <laughs> it was easy. I was uh, used to rejection. <laughs> Bam. Wow. Well, it's not, yeah, it sounds like you were able to convert that into a life skill. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty but, much all of our experiences. We use them for the better, right? For, yeah, for the most part, I think. You learn something well, they, from yeah, it. Yeah, they definitely build build on to, to who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I was, uh, I guess I was born, sort of born into the, the like Mormon LDS church, but uh, mm-hmm. so it was my whole life until I was like in my 20s. And then that's when I got this fellowship. I got sent mm-hmm. home from my mission. I, yeah, I talked about it in that one episode. But uh, yep. uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely uh, am pretty sure I I turned out significantly, like a significantly better person than I would have if I hadn't grown up mm-hmm. in like a really strict kind of religious setting. If I yeah. had just been, you know, willy-nilly, like if I'd grown uh, sorry, mom, but if I'd grown up like in my mom's house, because there's like no discipline, I could do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted. So if I had grown up in her house, I mean, I, there's no telling. I mean, who, who yeah, knows? Yeah, but, dude, you'd be a but, mumble rapper. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You'd have a billion or, tattoos uh, and weird colored hair. I'd be on SoundCloud with uh, all kinds of kids and or dead or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it feels like I'm talking shit on my mom, but. No, no, I, I get you. <laughs> I, to- I totally agree. It's definitely good that I grew up with discipline. So, yeah, uh, forced direction. You know, you didn't have a choice, yeah. but you were always taught to be a better person. That's the good thing about religion, big time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's to teach you to be a good person. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'm not religious now, and I, there's a lot of things about religion that like annoy the shit out of me. Same. But at the same time, I do recognize that there is a lot of good for a lot of people and a lot of people are better people because of religion. So to me, it's kind of like, it's a, it balances out. It's like some people they're like, Oh, I do this for Jesus and blah, blah. And I'm like, what a fucking idiot, but they're doing good things. So I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Hey, if that's what it takes for them to, to want to help other people, then I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. Exactly. As long as you're not running around oppressive about it. Yeah. God, Sharia law and stuff like that. Like, chill out over there. Quit cutting people's noses off and stuff for no good reason. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I guess all because reli- there's some like, I mean, I guess all of them because yeah, there's some, it's the extremist, uh, the extreme, especially sides. like in the South, like, <laughs> you know, like the Bible Belt. There's some like super oh, Christian yeah. people that are like Those, fucking nuts. The the people that all live in the like hills crazy. and don't have any regulations and they they make these little small sects of religion that are just nuts. <laughs> like if yeah. the snake bites you, it's yeah. meant to happen. If you die, you were supposed to die because of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Get that snake I away guess, from me. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, the whole point of I, what, me saying that is just, uh, I recognize it good, but I also, I don't know. I also read books. So there's a lot of, there you go. <laughs> about religion. You go. And I'm like, <laughs> Do I read books look, other do than not the Bible. look at science or anthrop- anthropology and history, mm-hmm. but yeah. So as far as like people are like too positive and want to do better, I'm all for it. Whatever that 
whatever that is, whatever form that takes. Yeah, you you and I went through a religious boot camp, dude, and that's no fun. <laughs> oh yeah, Wayne, when you had yeah. no, we and we chose to join the Marine Corps. See, that's that's the difference. We accepted that boot camp. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the the parallels are crazy, yeah, man. As much. Oh. Yeah, big time. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah, there's so many to get into, but. I guess that just means we need to do another one then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cut it off here because I'm. We're coming up. I think we actually talked for like oh, maybe two and a half hours because I think I was I did a little Test. before you got on, but still. Uh, no, yeah, this was a. Uh, I enjoyed it, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely for sure. Yeah, if, whenever you have t- time, we'll we'll have to do another episode. I'll figure out how to edit this all together uh, to get the audio straight. Cause this is my first like video one. For sure. Um, hey, I'll, but I'll uh, yeah, if you want to say again, what, what is your? Okay. Uh, yeah, afterwards, I'll send you uh, my number. Um, but no, so I'm the Basic Vet Podcast. My name's Shannon, and it's a podcast. You just, you just basically want me to introduce it, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever okay. you want to say about it. <laughs> I'm new to it, too. So, yeah, it's the Basic Vet. I, I do a podcast, usually weekly, sometimes more. And there's music now, too, where I just vent about the oh, everyday okay. struggles uh, that vets go through, and especially in trying to adapt to, to civilian life. So. A lot of it's just me yelling about random crap, but that's what goes through my head. Awesome. And just, yeah. you know, it's yeah, because it's I want, if as long as one other person or two other people, three other people listen to it and they laugh and, you know, it makes it just a little bit for that brief second, they laugh and they're happy. That's it. That's all I need. Well, so far you got, I mean, I'm on there, so. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You and I think uh, three other people. That's, whatever that's worth. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, we'll have to do this again. And uh, I guess if there's anything, not anything mm-hmm. else. I don't know. I don't have an outro. You don't have any saved rounds? Oh, you later. <laughs> In, <laughs> no alibis, no saved rounds. Well, all right, dude. I look forward to the next one. Um, maybe maybe yeah. I'll host the next one and I'll have video. Huh? Yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Soon. All right. I'll hit you up with my number after this. We'll keep in touch. All right, brother. Take care. All right. You too. Later. All right, bye.